Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rise of Drakus Chapter 2, Episode 9. How are my Ooh. favorite players in the whole wide world doing today? Good. How are you, Neil? Good. Excellent. Good thumbs up there, Trump. Well done. Um, so, where last we left our party, our favorite character was missing. Yeah. He went to go uh, through the poop hole and he never came back. Mm. Do we see him again? Knock, knock. Is there was there signs of the beloved mm -hmm. friendly goblin? There were. We went after him in in that little town, and someone mm -hmm. had said that they saw a little goblin digging around in like a trash in the alleyway. We went there mm -hmm. under a pile of was it like wood? Yeah. There was a flag of Rossi. Mm. So we think that he had either moved the flag or like got a new one and put it there. But regardless, mm. I think that we decided that we're not going to be don't go chasing little duck. We have to go kill the other orcs before we all die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Singing is now mandatory for all my players to recap yeah. sessions. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I'm out of the recaps. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the last one. Uh, so you were last we left the party. You, you wanted to go set an ambush in the mountain pass, right? Yes. And before that, I wanted to check that they didn't, that they weren't stationed near the tiny outpost where the horses, where that stable was, from which oh, right. you could see the flag from the city. And then we wanted to move on the mountain pass you said right. it was not it wouldn't only take half a day to check and go back so i figured like uh well you're talking about the the tiny little outpost where people were scouting for the you when they were side. looking out to the ocean yeah yes yeah so if you if we scroll down on the map um you can see that this arrow is marking the campbell estate and then this is where that outlook the outpost was that someone was doing something. And from here, you know, if someone raised a flag, you wouldn't be able to see it from the mountains. This is just, there's too many trees here. So exactly. Can't so I just wanted there. to check that before we leave, yeah. you know, they are not all here. And we're like, doo, 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 yeah, well, this is like, you know, this is like, um, just a couple hundred feet away. So you can walk over here, see that it's just empty. Uh, just a, a chill stable hanging out in the breeze and, uh, rally, rally your people together. Excellent. So I guess as we rally, um, I look for for Vincent. Did we restore some HP, Neil? A little um, bit. One, two, one, two three. I think you've been home long enough to get two more HP. Amazing. We're taking yeah. it. Oh, but you've got Vincent with you. Oh, but make it make it um four HP. Make it four. Because you didn't get full bed rest, but you did get the aid of a doctor, and you were being pretty chill in the town. I mean, there's one so, fight. Okay. Yeah. We get yep. four HP. Yeah, but you're at full anyway, Krom. Oh. At least your character sheet says bonus? you're at full. <laughs> Is no. there bonus there's HP? No bonus HP. Ugh. I'm at incredible health. I'm feeling especially well rested. Yeah, you can't give 110%. It doesn't even make sense. So I'll I'll say to uh, Vincent, so Vincent, how are you feeling today? Are you ready to... Uh... Cross the mountain pass. I'll check with Neil, but I think I'm all good now. After the beer spiking. You're good to go. Uh, you have right. minus something to hit on your melee and missile 
attacks. Yeah. Um, I, so if you if you're worried about hitting someone with a stick, maybe wait a couple more days. But otherwise, got it. I respond. Yes, I'm feeling much better now. Thanks for taking care of me. I will, uh, you know, cook, kick some dirt around. I'll say so. If we find uh, Nook Nook. And we'll welcome him back with open arms? That's what you were going to say? I mean, I left the sentence open for you to finish it. If you had any requests that you would wanted me to fulfill, I I could do that. Oh, that's about it. I hope he's alive. I hope that little rascal is still kicking. As much as I want to believe that what he did was malicious out of his goblin-like nature, I think that he was just stupid. Incredibly so. Astonishingly so. Stupid people can be dangerous still, you know. Oh, yes. And I think that Nook Nook is dangerous. But only because he's so stupid. But you still want to keep him around? Uh, define keep him around. I don't want to kill him. Well, I assume if we don't kill him, we're keeping him around. Maybe on a leash. That's just how you found him. That's just what the orcs were doing with him. Have well, you come maybe around not to? a good idea. It oh, seems yeah. like they had something working for them. I listen. Look at what this got us. He wasn't on a leash. Now look what happened. Mm-hmm. Listen, I told I said to Nook Nook, if he works for us, then he gets his freedom. So he will get his freedom one way or the other. We're not putting him on a leash. Oh yeah, eventually. You know? I'm just saying for the interim, we put him on a leash. Freedom of life oh. or freedom from life? One of exactly. them. Exactly. Like one when we leave them. the island, I'm happy to to let the pony run loose into the sunset. But until then, he needs to be controlled. Why does everything always need to be small with you halflings? I don't understand. Anyways, um, I just want to be very clear. You two are in charge of him, and I respect your decisions for now. If it turns out that he's not just stupid, but that he's actually malicious, then I will take matters in my own hands. Oh, absolutely. Right. Did you kill him then? But I don't think he is. We all know well, he's we'll, not malicious. Yeah. Maybe we'll figure it out. That's true. We'll see. Okay. I guess we round up the people and go to the mountain pass. I think we said we're taking everybody since there's nobody sticking around. I'll accept that advice. Taking we'll them take all. everybody. That's your your eight spearmen, your eight archers, your uh, lead archer, Willa. That's the three-player characters, plus their henchmen. Um, Vordren. Mm-hmm. What about... Um, what's his name? Lord Campbell. Are you taking him? Or are you leaving him behind? Uh, I mean, I figured he was painting the beach. Yeah. You know, did he volunteer? Did he come to me and say, Lady Elaine Pentelin, I want to volunteer. I would willingly give my no. life for this island. I want to be part of the great liberation. Did he? No, no. no I figured so. No, no we're not okay. taking him. Okay. Cool. He can chill on the beach, eat cheese, and paint paintings, you know. And okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, is there anything 
I mean, everyone else except for Elaine's at full HP. We got our ACs all sorted. Um, the only questions I have are what sort of supplies do you want to take? And is there any particular marching order that you want to have or any particular, you know, strategy for walking that should be relevant? Well, walking to Fort Kachuma takes about three days of travel, correct? Yeah, it takes like a day or so to get to the base of the mountains, and then, you know, half, three quarters of a day to get up, and then um, getting to the, the fort itself is, is like a half a day. So it's like two and a, a quarter, two and a half days, depending. And foraging is very slow, but it is possible in the forest, yeah. In the jungle on the far side of the mountains, foraging is m much easier. On your side of the mountains, uh, foraging, it would be pretty slow and you'd need some like forest survival proficiencies to, to, to know which acorns to gather and how to boil them of their toxins. I would say we take about 10 days of rations then. Is that possible? Yeah, that's 20 pounds of food per person to carry. Um, not completely unreasonable. Usually people are moderately encumbered. This will make it so it's like a, you know, a day and a quarter to the bottom of the mountains. And then by the time you get to the top of the mountains, it'll be the end of the second day, uh, which is fine. That's, that is how you got to do it when you, you got to hump your supplies yourself. Uh, I have a question just on how certain poisons work. Yeah. Um, for injection, quote-unquote, poisons. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you have to literally inject it into someone. It's like you can coat a dagger or something and... 100%. Got it. It just has to get in the bloodstream somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Seems so cute. everyone grabs 10 days worth of food. You got your water skins. Yeah. We're taking tents and bedrolls. I think we're taking... I think... I'm taking at least bedrolls. I think we should take a tent as well. Okay. Um, what tends for the people? Yep. 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 Uh, do I, is there specific trap making supplies that I'd have to procure in town before leaving? Well, trap making is a very open ended concept. So, mm -hmm. do you have an idea of what sort of traps you would want to make, or are you looking for just highly versatile tools? Like, is there a specific thing you know, like, I'm going to want to dig a pit trap? In which case, you need a shovel um, and, like, knives to sharpen stakes and maybe a tarp and some string? Or is this going to be, like, I want to make, um, you know, rocks fall down the hill at people? In which case, you might need, like, hatchets to... Uh, an axe to cut down a tree and then hatchets to plane into planks to then prop up these other things. Um, but really, the type of trap you're going to want to make is going to be or the tools you need to bring are dependent on the type mm. of traps you're going to want to make. So do you have any ideas of what you want to do? No, I no. haven't yet. Okay. Party, well, is there any specific trap that you think would be beneficial <clears throat> for the ambush? We could take some rope just in case you wanted to make like a sling or something, or if we even needed it to scale place. So I think taking some rope is a smart idea. Excellent. Rope is always a great idea. Let me just open up these character sheets and... And we get like, I don't know, three or four. Is that a possibility? On total, on, like, in total of the entirety of the group. 
Let's see. Backpack, water skin, rations. Da, 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 da. I assume, like, you know, we looted the. We went to the um, fort there where they had people stationed. We brought some rope in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We had some to climb the. the There's uh, plenty of rope to be found the in the town. The, the supply, the available supply of rope is not in question. Um, okay. It's just whether people can carry it. And I think so. I think you can shuffle around the weight on some of your spearmen and maybe on some of your bowmen to I'm just double checking there. Maybe water can also carry a rope. He's how's how much strength does a guy have? 16, right? He feels like 16. He's pretty strong. 14. Yeah, uh, why not? All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> the the archers since they don't carry shields have plenty of extra capacity to carry rope and tents. So uh, the, they'll pack it in and I think the party is ready to walk across the front range um, marching order you know we're, we're getting down to the we're gonna go attack the orcs so I think the, the specifics of how we go about this is pretty important are we doing if we just if we use these a uh, couple of archers and spearmen on the map right here to represent all the others um, and if we say the top of the the map is where the party is are we doing like um party members in the front whoops sorry and warriors in the back are we gonna like split them a little bit are the archers in the middle with spearmen on the front and back of them like what's the organize your your soldiers for me please Tell me um, how you those, I don't those I don't know about battle wise what's best, but I can scout. I have good perception. So mm -hmm. being somewhere towards the front would okay. be good. I think we're medium in combat anyway, so I don't know I don't know if um Crumb is medium in combat, but we might be at the same speed now, right? Oh. Is that possible? Uh Crumb I hadn't even checked. Let's see. If you have to carry ten days of rations Crumb will be lightly encumbered. She'll be moving at speed four. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah. And I think that everyone else in the party is moving at speed six. If you if you allow other people to carry Crumb's food for her, sorry, I'm clicking around a lot on your sheet. Um, that's okay. Then she'll be at speed six and she'll be able to do whatever. And she's going to do some scouting at the same time without slowing us down too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. All right. That's fine. Someone will that. carry Crumb's food for her. How do I change my well, encumbrance to base? probably a bigger bag than she is. Um, we do this. Huzzah! There you go. Huzzah! Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So Crumb's at the front so, of the party. Yes. Just trying I'm to keep an eye with, out. With uh, a spear next to me, and then we squeeze people somehow like this. Okay. Are you at the, the front of the party lane? Uh, sure. Or the back? I'm in the front. Oh, sorry. Okay. They just say the top is... Yeah, I said the top is... I did is... not listen to the instruction. <sighs> well, go write your name on the chalkboard 20 times. Uh, hey, Moosh. Hey, buddy. You need to give people the opportunity to correct themselves. It's very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, buddy. Um... Are we? What are these dudes on the sides doing? Are they? 
Superfluous? I'd... No, it's double file. I'm suggesting, uh. unless we can't walk double file, I'd suggest that Wardron and Vincent go into the back in case they get ambushed there. Then we have at least Wardron in the back and not people aren't standing straight in front of an archer. Got it. Uh, while you're marching to the mountains, double file is great. For the mountains, you'll have to be single file. Like, there are sections where you could be double file, but there are enough sections that you have to be single file that. Uh, okay, if, when we have to be single file, then we'll do it like this, you know. Okay, spears in the front, archers in the back. Got it. Yeah. And then Vaudrin and Vincent in the back as well. Excellent. If they agree. No, great. All right. Well, party. You leave behind. I guess you haven't really made any friends in town. We never really got to know any of the, the local NPCs. Um, well, we made a few enemies, you know, according to last session. So the one lady wasn't very pleased, the one with the silver chair. That's true. She did say that she was going to get vengeance on Crumb. I'm actually going to ask Vincent when we're on, on the way. I'll say, Vincent, you know, this lady... Crumb said she had a tiny silver chair on her. Is that like a magical trinket or something like that? A silver chair? I think it was a chair, if I remember correctly. I think it looked like that's a plate Yeah. Oh. Um, just some nobility trinket, I would imagine. She was... She had an attitude on her. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you are a noble, then getting searched is quite infuriating. If only they truly appreciated what we were doing right now. Was she even a noble? Oh, she I think she was she just like a her. wealthy, like, innkeeper. She was um, a landlord. Um, so she did have a certain amount of money and status. There's no real noble around on the island, right? Because they killed everybody. So she's probably the highest. Excuse me. Lord Campbell is here. Lord Campbell. Yeah, you can't just ignore the most noble of all the nobility. Please, Lord Campbell. I did last session. I literally did. Yeah, someone didn't realize. Dude, if he happening. ever if he ever gets more direct, you know, then we can talk, but until then I don't see it. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Oh, and where's Willa in the in the marching order? I forgot to put her on the map. Um in between the archers and the spearmen. Perfect. Excellent. Can't let her die. Safest place in the world for Willa, the only NPC we've ever cared about. Some people care about it, no? <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> Crumb, you're leading mm-hmm. the party. You're in the mm-hmm. front. You're doing the scouts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want you to make a perception check for each day of travel to sort of... Mm-hmm, is perception check? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need you to make a perception check the first day of travel on the way to the mountains. Mm. It should be fine. It should be. Is that is that what you rolled in 18? Yeah. That's not fine. You needed a 21. Oh my god. That's so cringe. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know I why you so rolled well. 18. You rolled a five on a d20. That's a terrible roll. It's so low. It's so bad. I've been rolling so bad. What's well, okay? It's okay because on the way to the mountains, there there was nothing to notice anyway. So it's just open grassland, some some light foresting, a couple of creeks to cross over. You run across some random herders who are out here moving their goats around and that sort of thing. A couple of cattle ranchers give you a wave from a distance. Seems fine. Not a big deal. By the end, can of the... we if if we are cl- like can we wave one of them over? Yeah. Okay, if, if we cross one of them, I would like to ask them if they've seen um, somebody walk into the direction of the mountain range today or yes. They will give you the name of one of the other local goat herders that they saw heading in the direction of the mountains with their little flock. Was he alone or did he have a tiny goblin with him? Uh, I didn't see any goblins. But I don't know why a goat herder would be messing around with one of them murderers. Yep, you're absolutely right. Thank you for your time, good sir. Yep, all right. By the end of the day, we're almost at the foot of the mountains, or I should say we're at the foot of the mountains, but we're almost at the beginning of the pass. Not quite there, but the sun's beginning to set. People are tired from carrying all the stuff. Everyone can settle down for a day for a good night's sleep. I think this is a great opportunity to check in on some of our players here. And I want to start with Vincent. You spent a bit of time being poisoned and and suffering. Um, and now the party is marching out with all of their men at arms to go confront the remaining members of the Verasi Empire. Uh, if this goes well... Or poorly, you know, one way or the other, this is this is a, a head-on confrontation with the the only armed group that poses a threat in the area. So this is kind of a this is kind of a big deal. This is kind of like the last major operation, unless things go wrong, you know, which which they always do. Um, how's Vincent feeling about all of this? Well, Vincent kind of feels like things already went wrong. We did begin by trying to take the diplomatic approach, uh, but unfortunately they responded with that message of everyone, <sighs> blood and death, and everyone, you know, <sighs> death and destruction Barbara belongs to us, and death and destruction to everyone who doesn't follow. You know, that was a bit of an extreme answer, so it's come to this. It really is. Yeah. This kind of... um. You can't really work with someone who's that angry and militant, you know? What a shame. We were all ready to split the island half and half. We each go our nice, happy ways. But it's come to this. Do you think... Do you think that was a salvageable situation? Like, maybe if your team had negotiated more diplomatically that you could have gotten a better answer or do you think this is just like their nature and they would never have um tried to split anything well with my background in bureaucracy i believed that we did all the proper steps and Mm. it fell on them and they dropped the ball Mm. i think we were more than willing to give pretty favorable terms to them given that this island is more on our side and we 
did colonize mm-hmm. it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you have they any... had uh, expressed any sort of, uh, you know, willingness to negotiate past just you can keep your outpost and we take everything else. Uh, I mean, that was some uh, willingness to negotiation, but it wasn't uh, nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Do you think that might have just been like an opening salvo like in a negotiation you don't start from the middle place you start from your side and then you got to work your way somewhere do you think that might have just been like a, an opening negotiation tactic if it was they messed up by saying uh we can negotiate further uh, <laughs> it didn't it didn't sound like they were uh open to that uh vincent does suspect that uh vincent has this little bit in the back of his head who thinks that Geraldine may not have been the person to write that message. And mm. I'll uh, kind of judge her when I see her, but mm. we'll see. Okay. And how do you feel about your party's leadership all the way up through this point? Um, there's been some conflict between the three party members, but that's intended. You each came with your own perspective and we're here to represent different um, needs of your your nation, but do you feel like you're you've been under good leadership this time? Don't don't let yes, the fact that your leader is here you listening want, to this conversation to influence you. And come back in. <laughs> Take your headphones off. This is like a, a review of your performance. <laughs> We've been under excellent leadership. There's definitely been some calls that I haven't agreed with in the sense mm-hmm. that I feel like we've been going through two. We've been going through steps that haven't been necessary. If mm-hmm. only the leadership would, mm. you know, uh, we could have stayed in nice Fort Kachuma instead of getting swept up in rains under the care of the orcs. That would have been nice. Okay. Uh, but I can understand that that held its own danger. Yeah. Uh, we can certainly gather up all the naiads and get a great army. Uh, mm. And it seems like Elaine's just a bit no nonsense and doesn't mm-hmm. want to go through that step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling about this, um, you know, potential ambush and, and slaughter of the orcs? Is this a, like, um, we have to do it or a, I think this is the right thing to do, or this is the right thing to do, but we're doing it in the wrong way. Or are you like a hundred percent in what's the, about the plan that we're about to enact, where are you feeling? I think this is the same plan as mine, so I'm 100% on board. Excellent. Love to hear it. <sighs> Crumb. Mm. Crumpet. Yes. Crumb. How do you feel about the leadership of this party? Oh, it's your performance review from me, Elaine. I'm kidding. You can keep your headphones on. <laughs> Please Just do. give me a sigh um, when it comes in. <clears throat> But the leadership of the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, goddamn. No, you can keep you can keep your headphones okay. on. Um I think that it's been it's been good. I I feel like Crumb went into this mission having a level of respect for the decision maker, like the authority of Elaine, and also You know, there's a difference between, like, if the opposing member on your side is like, this is Elaine, this is me, this is, like, Vincent. But for us, it was like, this is Elaine, sometimes this is me, this is Vincent. Mm. So 
it made sense that Elaine was kind of bringing us more into the middle. And also, I feel like she's been just very rational and like, mm-hmm. I like the direction that we've taken. We've given them a chance, which is like annoying, but it doesn't keep us from at the end of the day uh-huh. doing what we need to do, which in Crom's mind is like, yeah, of course, we just wasted time. We should have just fucking slaughtered them. Uh-huh. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. So I'm glad that we're not like diddly daddling, talking about like, oh, maybe they have families and what if they have, what if they have souls? Like, mm-hmm. no, they just need to die. They just need to die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all someone of them. Can, can flag Elaine back in. <clears throat> all right. So. <laughs> Hello. I, I still have more questions Hello. for her, but they're, they're no longer performance right. review related. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, this plan that we're about to enact. How are we yes. feeling about that? Is this a good idea to go confront them in an ambush? Would you rather do it in a head-on way? Would you rather let them come to you? How, how are you feeling about the, the current trajectory? I think Crumb would prefer an ambush, but like war tactics aren't necessarily Crumb's strong suit. She's trusting in people who know more about like battle plans but like i'm glad that they're not asking for crumb to be like frontline in a war or like frontline in a battle where we're knocking on the door because that's not where she's strong at an ambush is more like up her alley you know like yeah Mm -hmm. i can like hide somewhere i can be a little bit more strategic like obviously she's not very strong that's not she's not gonna win an arm wrestle with an orc she needs to know where one is drop from a tree and start stabbing and then run like that's her thing and she's glad that that's hopefully more of the vibe that's Mm -hmm. gonna be taking place and I mean, like, fuck the orcs, right? I don't want, like, a valiant battle, like, oh, come here, we'll one, one, one duel. They lost their honor the minute that they decided to try and take our land. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they yeah. forfeited any right to our humanity and our grace, so. Excellent. Um, now, about the NPCs that we've encountered so far, Lord Campbell mm-hmm. has been an interesting character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, bad, fun, whatever you want to call him. He's been um, a bit of a an interesting person to have around. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think he should remain lord of this region after all is said and done? Yes, I don't believe we've gotten to know too much of the town. So if there were a leadership figure in the town that more people respected, maybe they would have been the person, but. Uh, as far as we know, Lord Campbell's the guy. Lord Campbell's the guy. What I disagree. You? I I think that Lord Campbell has been pretty useless in being a leader and fighting for like his people. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm glad that he wasn't like a traitor, but mm-hmm. I think that in Crumb's ideal world he'd be like, okay, you can go be like a common person, you'll be fine, and bring in someone that has a little bit more leadership power, especially given, like, the complexities of managing this land. After this, like, what if more people come back? We need someone who's going to, like, rally the people to, like, stand beside them. To, like, if 
another invasion of orcs happens, not to just like be on his yacht, but like be a man of the people, you know? So you need <laughs> an actual leader, not someone who's been, who knows the area, but is just sort of like uninvolved and disinterested. Yeah, like she's glad that he didn't backstab the people mm -hmm. and glad that he didn't like defect against the empire or anything like that. But like, he's just been useless. He's at least not flipped, which is better than some leaders would do. But that's not necessarily like the standard of which we want to uphold for leadership, right? Still not good enough. Okay. Yeah. All right, Elaine, it's your turn now. What do you think about your of, party members of the assistance the kingdom has provided you has it have they been useful and good assistance or did you prefer it when everyone was just a subordinate who followed whatever orders you had is this is this better than the last job you went on i think it is better than the last job because the last job was extremely desperate mm. um we were, I mean, we understaffed right now, but we were extremely understaffed. We had fewer resources. So just from a resource perspective, right, we have a wizard who can, who has very strong spells um, to buff people and has been very useful mm. um, with his powers. And Crumb is a rogue who's proven that she is able to hold herself. Like, of course, it's one of her first missions. So she, she still asks a lot of questions, right? But Elaine does appreciate that. So she does have the feeling Trump, uh, Crumb doesn't go off on her own, does her own thing and doesn't care. But she checks in with Elaine's like, Elaine, do you want me to go? Mm -hmm. Should we follow? So she's she's a very useful rogue because with rogues, you never know. You know, sometimes they are uh, doing right. their own thing a little bit on the side and then you don't know if they will follow orders. So she's been pretty happy with that. Um... I think if you are a true leader or you want to become a true leader, it is necessary to face people who will challenge your opinion. Because if you only tell people what to do all the time and nobody ever gives you their input, then you will not uh, grow at all and you will not learn new things. So if you, Elaine does know that um, and she follows that principle. And um, her and uh, Vincent has had some differences in opinion before but i think last episode we've also seen that she does value vincent not just as a wizard asset she doesn't want him to die she doesn't want to lose her wizard on one hand but she also thinks that vincent is truly a good person um deep inside she probably wishes he would a little bit be a little bit less diplomatic because she's seen a lot of stuff in her time mm -hmm. and um you know she's she's seen people die under her command and in other circumstances and she feels like being part of the army and being part of the mission means that you um, need to be careful with certain aspects but Vincent just displays a trust into people and into talking yourself out of situations that uh, sometimes frightens you like probably a tiny little bit you know mm. um, but she does respect him for trying but she does also know she needs to be the one who in the end makes some tough calls because it's her reputation and her leadership at stake, right? But mm -hmm. it's not like she she dislikes it at all. I think it's a good challenging friendship, uh, work relationship, you know, whatever you want you want mm -hmm. to call it. So I think she's very happy with the with the people who came with her. And so far, even when it came down to like um 
her reprimanding them or them having to make a call. In the end, her people like always stood behind her, you know, like mm -hmm. Vincent will say we, we need to we need to talk our way out of this, but then he will also charge down um, uh, the harbor to, you know, you know, kill that last orc standing. So you can't right. rely on these people if it comes down to what must be done. So she's she's yeah, I think she's satisfied with the people who've come with her. Good. The last one is a little bit more difficult. Um, would you consider these people your subordinates, or would you consider them your friends? Obviously, well, it might be a little column A, little column B, but one of the two is going to be the overriding. How do you... Who are these people to you? Oh my god, that's such a difficult question. Yeah. Can you give me a, a? Is there an example situation where I would need to choose? <laughs> no, no. This is just a pure, useless hypothetical. You're never going to be asked to choose between duty and friendship. That's not, you know, a thing that we would ever do in any of our campaigns. No, not at all. That would never happen. I'm um, not, you know, leading this because one of them is going to be held over a pit, and you have to choose between their life and saving the kingdom. Like that's definitely not what's going to happen. I th the, the thing is, I feel like they would expect of her to choose as the leader. You know, that's how we've learned to see Elaine. So that's what people would expect of her in that situation. I'm not sure if she would, would pull it through or not. I feel yeah, like that would like, be a very miserable situation. I don't, we're not, who cares what other people think? What does Elaine think about these, these people with them. Well, if the survival of this entire island would be based on her doing her job and choosing saving the island over her people, then she would save the island. And she would so expect the same of they're her, not your friends. Of her subordinates. Well, I think sometimes you're able to sacrifice your friends for the greater good as well. So they are your friends, not your subordinates. Or more friend than subordinate. We, you know, how long have we been on this island? Three weeks? Uh, like a month or so, something like that? It's been a little a while. Month? Yeah, well, she, I mean, I don't think Elaine would call somebody a friend after a month, but she's close to them, I would say, definitely. I'm not sure if Elaine has many friends in that sense, but the closest thing to come to a friend have been these people, so. Two months. You know, make, your, make your call based Two on Two months that. and change. Yeah, okay. I think closest... something interesting, sorry, I think something interesting about this party is that even though at times Vincent has a very different approach, a very like diplomatic approach, and I have a much more like fuck the rules, like let's mm -hmm. just get down to business approach, everyone is willing at the end of the day to do what it takes to save the island and like mm -hmm. for the empire, which is nice. Like there hasn't been a moment where Vincent's like, no, I only want to do the diplomatic approach. It hasn't worked, but right. I refuse to whatever. And there hasn't been a moment where I'm like, no, I, we're only going to do killing. We're not going to try the diplomatic approach. And I think that that's really cool to show how like the overall interest, like our hearts are all in the same place. It's just different ways of like getting there. And everyone has been open to like, all right, mm -hmm. <laughs> we tried it my way. Let's try it yours. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. everybody in the party knows that everybody else would happily sacrifice them for the greater good and everyone's okay with it. 
you're setting this up. up for an army <laughs> contract you know it is kind of it's, it's kind it's of the, the position. deal you know yeah I, these aren't trying to be trick questions i'm just trying to establish you know we're at we're nearing the end of the campaign one way or the other mm-hmm. and so this is the time to to talk about where we where we are and how we got here Right. Yes, well, if Crumb had to be sacrificed for the greater good, she would absolutely do it. Good. I'm glad. Well, that's the that day of marching. We settle down at the base of the mountains. We make camp. We set watches. I'm a, Unless you have something particular, I just assume your subordinates will all take turns. Cool. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow is the hike up the mountains and you should get around the peak um, around the end of the day around the time that it would take to make camp so set out early in the morning and go on up I'm assuming the same marching order we talked about single file versus double file Crum is in the front Um, Crum on the mountain pass unlike the other areas there's a lot more twists and turns and being out of line of sight like on the way to the mountains, you could be like, you know, 700 feet in front of the party and you could easily like wave to them if you needed to or, you know, yeah, move mm-hmm. a tree branch. But when you're actually going up the mountain, it's really easy to lose sight of the party. You might be on a section where there's like 300 feet of straight or you might be in a section where there's only, you know, 80 feet of uh, mm-hmm. visibility before you, you would lose someone around to bend. So how far ahead are you scouting? Knowing that the further ahead you scout, the harder it is to get reinforcements. And if something goes wrong, you could just be stuck on your own. On the other hand, if you aren't very far ahead, you're not going to be able to give as much information. What is your risk tolerance like in the mountain clip pass? I would establish a signal with my party of... If I whistle twice, then there's danger. If I whistle once, then everything's okay. But like, I wouldn't be whistling once for no reason. It's like if they heard a big boom, right? Then if I was okay, I'd whistle once. So I just want that. Well, how far can your whistle reach? That's a good, well, how far can a whistle reach, you know? Not terribly far. Really? Like a little halfling was like a... Yeah, I mean, a sub-range, but can you really... Can someone hear you whistle from, like, 300 feet away? When you're on, like, a mountainside with, you know, differences in elevation and trees and... No, not 300 feet. Maybe, like... Now I'm Canadian, so I don't know what these measurements really are. Give me meters. I can translate. Um... I don't know how many meters. Let's see. 300 feet to meters. That's 100 mile. meters. Yeah. Okay, it's like 100 nice meters away. Maybe, maybe like 50 meters away. Okay. All right. A mile, um, Elaine? You think you can whistle a mile? No, but Chrome can. <laughs> I grew up on a farm. Have you ever seen farm people? If you have people a big go... family, okay, chances yeah. are you are a whistler pretty high. Like, <laughs> the more nephews, nieces, and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, cousins you have, mm-hmm. you can whistle. 
Okay. Oh yeah. Also, I do. I was wondering. I have high dexterity. Mm-hmm. So, I is there a way that I can like climb trees and see further ahead without being further ahead? Like, does it give me any advantage if I use um, my dexterity? Some advantage, right? If you are going, if the party slows down, then you can take the time to like scramble up something, look around, and then scramble down and move on. Okay. Um, but it would that would mean the whole party would have to be moving at about half speed from what they would normally march at. So it would take you two days Got to climb it. the mountains um, because you would have to be scouting up this thing, down this thing, up this thing. Like, you know, just it would take a lot more time. Got it. Um, which okay. is in your purview, if you desire. I don't know. No, no, it just takes too long. Okay. So Crumb's going to go forward about 150 feet when it gets like switch backy. Does it sound Close- like a lot, guys? 150 feet is fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's basically one like... One question real quick, though, Neil. Am I getting one HP for... Tra- like, while we're traveling, is there a possibility to yes. still get one HP one back? One more oh, HP, no. Faye. Take it. Excellent. Sorry, I have to fight for it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Take it. Three HP count. Thank you. Please mm-hmm. move on. Yeah, yeah. So, Chrome will be... Uh, what do we call it? You know, when, when when you're going up a mountain, there's, like, usually a series of switchbacks. So the impression I'm getting is that Crumb will, like, as the party comes around one switchback, Crumb's at the far end of it, signaling that it's clear, and then she'll scout up around the next switchback to see if it's clear while the party marches underneath. So she's always, like, one switchback ahead, which is about 150 feet-ish of distance. Sure. A little more, a little less, depending on the, the exact terrain. Okay, cool. Uh, Crumb, I'm going to ask you to make me a perception check. And then we're going to go to our first break and we'll come back with the mountain climb. I roll worse than Nick, so I'm just scared. We'll see you on the other side of our break. Fuck, why am I so bad at rolling? This can't just be RNG. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Dracus Chapter 2. Crumb, you botched your perception check. Yeah, I did too good. Well, Crumb, that was maybe the most important role. Well, the second most important role of your, your poor character's life. I'm going to need you. Cause you don't, okay, no pressure, though. You don't, you don't see... The ambush on the pass as you're exploring it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's you're looking one way, you're looking another. Maybe it's because you're short. Maybe it's because you didn't climb a tree that you were supposed to, or maybe you mm-hmm. uh, scamper up a tree and that's how they see you, you know, the sound of you climbing. Whatever it is, the, the three on that D20 plus 13 did not go well. Mm-hmm. And so the last roll that we need you to make not, not like ever, um, but the last, yeah. the, the most important one we're going to need you to make is the surprise check. How do you do so, that? Um, I'm going to take a look at your character sheet for a moment, but the die roll is a d10. You need to roll a four or higher, and you've got good perceptions, but not enough that... Yeah, I'm sorry, not a four heart. Did I say four heart? You need a... Um, I need to look at the the modifier on surprise for a proper ambush in my DMG somewhere. 
You want to, essentially, we're rolling a d10 and you want to roll high. Under normal circumstances, uh, one, two, or three is surprised, but under the context of an ambush, there's a modifier that the enemy gets for being prepared. Oh my god. Okay, it's better that one falls than everyone. My love, I passed. I, I failed my perception check and getting ambushed. Yeah. Well, we had already said that we're, you know, if someone has to die for the whole party to succeed, it's fine. No, we didn't say it's fine. We said, we, we, you know, I'm willing is... to do it, not happy. <laughs> it's not fine. There's a fucking difference. Oh my goodness. Okay. Hold on, I have to count how many there are because that gives you a bonus. For every 10 of the enemy, you get a plus one bonus. How many enemy are there? Do I... There's there's at least 10, but count. less than 20. Oh, okay. If has so, to count, then... You're gonna get a bonus of one, and then you're gonna get a penalty of two. So you need to roll... Uh, a one, two, three, or four on a d10 means you are surprised. So you need a five or better. Oh, oh my god, she there did we it. go. She did it. Four heart. So Crumb, you're ahead of the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring us to a map. Let me just. Fucking a. Oh my god. That seemed like an important check. Probably like job. ten arches. The rest of the party is down below this, this pass right here. You're you're up ahead a little bit, walking around. And it's as you're coming up this next set of switchback here that leaping out at you from their prepared positions. And we're gonna roll initiative. You might win and they you know might be able to flee. You're not surprised. Thank thank the gods. Uh, you're gonna Does see. Does that mean that they all get attack rolls against me? Well, it depends on how everything transpires. And this is, it'll be fine. Um, so you get to this point, you're beginning to climb in the first orc there. Mok Tarak himself uh, reveals from his location, he's covered in dirt, he's laying low on the ground, hiding behind a little bit of shrubbery. Um, he jumps up and yells to his men to attack. And I'm going to need you to roll me initiative, and I'm going to need you to tell me... Oh, you're moving to run. But you roll so... Bad. ...poorly. Oh. <sighs> All right. Oh, well, no. Let's roll their initiative. Mokhtarok gets worse. The one, one next to him is even worse. Oh my god, look at this rules. The first three, well, we're going to do the first four that might be able to get to you. Oh, the oh last orc. Oh my god, Peach. Wow. That was oh. luck. Somehow, against all odds, because you rolled a nine on your initiative, and they rolled like, six, seven, actually. seven, eight, and they have low, slower modifiers because of their axes. Thank god. Damn, right. I, I'm Peach. glad I don't gamble. I never play the lottery, and I think that that's an amazing choice. 
I've done so well for myself. You come around the corner. You see the orcs. You see Mokhtarok rising from the dust, weapon in hand. And you, what do you do? I probably like stumble back a little bit. First thing that comes to my mind is like, and then I run. You stumble, you run, you book it down the trail, heading back towards the rest of the party. This is very inconvenient because I don't actually have a section of map that's lower than this. Um, Whistling as the orcs come barreling down behind you and after you. Elaine, you are at the, you're the next closest person to her. Uh, You're at the top of the party. I assume I can't charge because it's like a switchback situation. Yeah, um, you can run forward. You can issue orders. Um, I mean, she's coming towards you. You're going towards her her, and you're not too terribly far apart. Do I see anything or do I just see Crumb? Well, I I did my whistle. Yeah, she did the whistle. You guys absolutely heard it. And you're just down off the map, just a smidge. So when you hear Crumb's whistle blowing, the the whistle of panic, and then you hear the cry of the orcs who are ready for war. Um, right. What are you gonna do? What what is your order? I assume. Well, I'll I'll uh, order them to attack. I assume that you can't shoot uphill. Like I assume we're down here and that's down down the hill. Like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? you. Like, would, I, we you don't could really maybe, see him. Ooh, way too loud. So sorry. Um, yeah, there, there's not line of sight to them because of the, the angles of the cliffs. That's correct. Okay, so well, since I'm in the front, I'm going to move in first, and I'm going to uh, walk past Crumb, and I'm going to put her behind me real quick. Um, can we make it there in one round? Yeah. To Mactarak? Yeah, 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 because yeah. you were only ever okay. 150 feet, and she just traveled, you know, like, m- more than half of that distance to you, so... Okay. So I walk um, past. I walk past, and I want to try to block this, like to you know, because this doesn't mm-hmm. seem very wide. Yeah, it's not very wide. Let me just move some tokens around. I had expected the party to be something in a slightly different position, but she did. But you, you put a scout ahead of the party. You don't normally yeah. put a scout ahead of the party, and I wasn't expecting you to. So. You done good this time. Well, kids. usually our scout has little legs, but now we're also very heavy, so. Mm-hmm. So Elaine can hurry up to the front of the party as Crumb is moving this way past her. Um, what about Vordrin and Vincent? You're at the back of the party. You're at the very back of the line on this narrow switchback. Um, what oh. is your plan? Well, I assume. So let's see. I take a movement of 12 means you can move if you're only moving 120 feet. 120 feet, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're casting a spell or doing an attack, you move less? If you're casting a spell, you don't move at all. If you're making a melee attack, you can do the full 120 and strike. Got it. Okay, well, there is a whole army in front of us, so mm-hmm. I think that... Is there a way to move past them? Uh, yeah. It's a narrow pass, but if, okay. if they are going to stand still, you can move past them. It'll be a little bit slower. Uh, I think the whole line is maybe 75, 80 feet long, so 
you could essentially get to the front of the line in the round. Okay. Yeah, the two of us will do that. Uh, and do you give any orders along your way as you're coming forward? Do you tell the other people anything? I would imagine that they've already been instructed that at the signal they go up and attack. So I will look at them, expecting them to do that. If they aren't, then I'll tell them we need to go rescue our friend. Well, if everyone goes to the front, it's like, you know, seven-year-olds playing soccer. They just crowd around the ball in one mass huddle. Um, That's... And you won't be able to get to the front if all the soldiers are pushing towards the front, so... Well, could they yeah. climb? I don't know how steep this is. Is it possible for them to climb up here? Not with their shields and and their heavy packs. How steep is it? Like, if someone was pushed off of it, how bad would that hurt? Um, It's not sheer cliffs. They are, like, slight inclines. Um, and they are, depending on where you are exactly, between, like, 5 and 30 feet. So if you were to tumble down them, it would be a couple d6 in damage. Um, but with a, you know, a big shield and a spear in your hand, you just, you can't climb anything when you're holding a shield I feel and like a spear. The, bowman w- the bowman should be able to drop that pack and climb up at least. I don't know, like yes. path, yeah, like the, five feet in cliff. If someone told the bowman to drop their bags and scale the cliffs, the bowman could drop their bags and scale the cliffs. Um... But I think the orders issued so far is Elaine rushes to the front, Vincent and Vordren rush to the front. I said to attack them, so, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, yes. So if you're telling them to attack, then Vincent and Vordren, you are definitely wanting to get to the front, but... That's fine. I'd imagine we make it in front of the bowmen who are trying to take their shots, and then we probably are behind the skirmen. All right. So I'm going to put you guys actually up a little bit just so that I can have you on the map as our spearmen, we'll leave you in the rest of the, the stack, are coming up behind Elaine. I also would have dropped my pack when I heard the whistle. I think that's fine, yeah? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, but now that there's... Yeah. This is great. Okay, so initiative. Um, as it stands, really only Elaine... No, Amokturok can move forward. This person, Elaine, Crumpet, Mokturok, and Miscellaneous Orc number one um, are the only ones who can get, like, toe-to-toe engagements. Everyone else is sort of at range, um, too far away from everyone to, to hurt each other. So, Vincent Vordrin, you can move in front of the archers, behind the spearmen, so that would put you like right down here, just ever so slightly off the map. Okay. Um, I don't know if you, this is your round of moving. Next round, if you want to cast spells, that'd be a perfect opportunity to do so. Uh, in the meantime, let's have the, these four right here, roll some initiative. Um, How do item interactions on your person work? Does that take a full initiative round? It depends on what you're doing. Like if I wanted to coat a dagger in poison, mm. would that be a full round? Yeah, that'll be, uh, you know, step out of the the combat zone, unhook your pack, find the poison within it, you know, slather it all over your blade, reshoulder your pack, or just toss the pack to the side. Um, But it's a, it's an action to coat a weapon And would that take the full vial of poison to put on the dagger? It'll do one dose of poison. Okay, got Mm -hmm. it. Um, Then for my first round... Oh, how long can I... Okay, sorry. Elaine can roll her 
initiative first. I just want to see how long it will take to take effect if it's even worth it. What's the... How long is each, like, round? Each turn? A minute. So on the last round, Vincent Vordren got out in front of the bowmen, right? Yes. Okay, can Vincent see the orcs from where he is? So you were at the area where the pass, where the, the switchback is least high. Um... You roll me a perception check. The higher you roll, the more orcs you can see. Because you can definitely see this guy right here for certain. But I don't know about the other ones. Yeah, so you can see this dude. But the other ones just happen to be their positioning. Uh, they're a little bit blocked by everything okay. else. Um, I'm just going to attack them. Okay, you're just going to make a regular attack? You're not doing the poison? No. All right. Crumpet, you're the first one. You've dashed behind Elaine. Mokhtarok, the leader of the orcs, close on your heels, but Elaine presents a solid wall against which you can fight. You've got your your two weapons in yeah. hand. I just want to stab Mokhtarok twice, if possible. Am I Excellent. able to see Elaine from where I am? You know, she's also on one of them there, corner spots. Yes, you can also see Elaine. Okay, Peach, cool. that's a natural twenty. That's not not so great considering I got. Well, us no, into but this you position, get to roll but... an additional one d six for damage because that is a critical oh. hit if I've ever seen one before. Three. Well, that's a <laughs> shitty crit. That's absolutely that's that's Peach level rolls. Ooh, yeah, baby. We're taking it. Listen, every hey. pound of damage out. Vincent exactly. with a hypnotic pattern. Yeah, all right. So I figure that Elaine's in the front and hypnotic pattern has a... Ah, I just looked at it. I will post it here. Uh, it's looking at the radius. You know, every time wizards look up their spells, I just assume I'm standing on the battlefield taking out their spell, but going, okay, let's have a look again. Again, that's approximately that range. So from here two. to here, can I see the guy? Yes, I can see the guy. Okay, where's my glow stick? Where's my glow stick again? Like, that's how I imagine it. <laughs> I need a pinch of dust, a pinch of dust. One again. sec, where's my components? Exactly. This is why you can only cast one spell per round. Exactly, yeah. and then you can't move because it's like, you know, moving at the same time while you're all this, yeah, you tell me how to do that. Mm -hmm. All right, I make a assumption that Elaine leads the front and then there are a bunch of orcs there. So I will cast at that one orc that I can see mm. and then it reaches a 30 foot cube. So I try to position it such as that ish. Mm -hmm. and... Even if you got us in the pattern, you can just shake us. Yeah. Uh, and I'll cast swirling colors. Uh, which will hopefully hypnotize them. This pattern causes any creature looking at it to be fascinated and stand gazing at it as long as the spellcaster maintains the display plus two rounds thereafter. The spell can captivate a maximum of 24 levels or hit dice of creatures. All affected creatures must be within the area of effect and each is entitled to a saving throw versus spell. Damage inflicted frees it from the spell. You need not utter a sound, but must make a gesture appropriately while holding a glowing stick of incense. There's I that glow stick. Waving that glow stick. 
as I utter the magical you. words. Excellent. Okay. Um, I'm going to make some saving throws for our enemies. Here we go. Ooh, I lost the button. I had a button for this. Mm, macros, saving throw macros. Thank you. Saving throw versus spell for the first orc at the front end. That's a pass. Second Critical orc. Whoops, that was the wrong button, but it's also a, it's a failure. So they need a 17. So there's three more here. 1d20 greater than 17. Uh, third one is a pass. Fourth one's a fail. Fifth one is a fail. So you are hypnotized. You are hypnotized. You are hypnotized. Uh, yeah. And you can maintain this, concentrate on it, and don't really take any other actions and just maintain the thing. And whenever you want to stop, it will continue to function for two additional rounds after that. So Very let me nice. know, are you maintaining it? or are Yeah, you... I'll maintain it. The one okay. orc that I saw fell into the hypnotize. So I kind of... I cheer silently to myself. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Next up is this first orc at the front of the party, the one who passed his save. He's going to bring his axe up, his two-handed axe, with that little tiny buckler strapped to his wrist. And he's going to bring the two-handed axe down on Elaine Pentelin, who is barely above half hit points. And 18 is your appropriate AC. Yes. 5, 3, 10, 18. Perfect. Here we go, Elaine. Huzzah! It's a 6. It's a wild miss, and thank the gods, because otherwise that would have been a lot of damage. Ooh. And Elaine? Yeah, it's a big axe. You got two two orcs in front of you. A minion and, a, and, and the orcish boss. Who are you okay. going for? We're going for Matrak. So I'm going to... I'll, I'll see... I guess I see that swirling pattern, right? Oh, yeah. Up, up above them. So I look at it, and the, I freeze for a tiny second because you don't know whose spell that is. You know, I probably didn't hear with Vincent and all everything going on. Then I look and see the, the frozen orcs, and then I face Matrak, and I just give him a smile. Mm. Because I realize, you know, this time I have a wizard by my side. So it's not just me fighting a horde of people, but we do have the backup. And Crum already stabbed him successfully. So mm -hmm. you did stab the Maxarag, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, the HP bar moved. <laughs> okay, very good. So I'll try stabbing him as well. Oh, that's great. It's a hit. It's a great hit. The sword slices right through that unarmored chest. He's got pauldrons, but no chest armor because he's a big, brave orc who don't need no armor. It only slows him down. Oh, Minimum damage. And then I'm going for the shield punch. Excellent. Oh, 21. Natural that's 20. a critical natural hit. 19, actually. Roll me okay. double damage with that shield. Uh, I don't know what normal damage Does is. Does that knock that, them? But... 26. No, that would be a... There's a shield shove. She's ah. just doing the punch. Boom. Uh, plus one. Eight damage. Ooh. 
Fantastic. You slice him, you bash him, and Mokhtarok will take his turn. He'll start off with his two-handed battle axe, bringing it up. Oh um, yeah, why would he ever attack the halfling? Why would you attack? I mean, she does have 15 AC. She is an easier target. Uh, yeah, but he's an orc, half orc, I guess. Ha- you know. He knows that you go for the leader. You know, you get Elaine, everyone else, they'll just crumble and fall apart. Elaine is the one that needs to die. So here comes our lovely Bring it. whap with oh, a 21, 21 is a hit. for seven points of damage. Brutal. And what level are you, Elaine? Four still. Yeah, so you only get one attack this round. You get two attacks next round, but Mach to Rock is a seventh level fighter who is specialized in two-handed battle axes. And so he gets a second attack this round and every round. Wow. Um, And here it comes. Whap! No! And it's a critical hit. Oh. Um, Oh, well, you know what? We... We didn't add the plus two to damage that he got for being specialized. That first blow should have been a nine, not a seven. And this is going to be 2d10 plus two. Oh, that's great. I might just be outright dead. You might just be dead, Elaine. Oh my God. (gasps) What a poor roll. (laughs) It's the worst damage. It's it's five. We got it it down this man, though. I'm on 12 HP. Hey, it could have been four. Could have been four. Okay, we're going to go to the next round initiative. Don't declare your actions yet, though, because I have to decide what the monsters do first, and this is a really awkward situation for these monsters. Um, Do we have a volley of arrows, even though they might not have the best shot? I tell them to try not to hit the hypnotized guys. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah, I think we can get some... Uh, medium, what do you call it? Some um, plunging fire from our bowmen more than anything else. You know, where you're shooting up and then hoping the arrows rain down on top of them from above. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Don't have any howitzers, so so plunging fire from bowmen will do just fine. Uh, let's say that we got nine bowmen. Let's do 90, 20... And there's gonna be some penalties on this. They're gonna need a. They're gonna need like an 18 to hit. Wow. Uh, no, that's hard. Yeah, the orcs have armor, and with the plunging fire, you're doing indirect stuff, so you've got penalties. And so the arrows go up, and then they will rain down. Next round, we will <clears throat> get twice as many attacks because everyone will have been ready from the whole round, and it'll be fine. Um, Finished it. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide Mock to Rock's goals and plan. Elaine is so close. You're just an, I'm you're so an, hurt. You're just yeah. an inch away from death. Let's do it. Everyone, roll your initiatives. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Vincent maintaining the hypnotic pattern. Love it. Yep. 
Mokhtarok brings the axe up, waves it over his head, dodging this attack, stepping aside from Crumb's thrust, and brings his two-handed axe down upon poor Elaine's head. No! Whap! With a second Crit. critical hit for 2d10 plus two points of damage. Goodbye, Elaine. Goodbye. Pentelin. Oh, it's a seven. seven. It is also absolutely trash damage. Like, Ooh. absolutely trash. <laughs> if he hits me now, though, then I'm, you know, then that's it. Like, there's no fucking way. Oh, Both boy. of these okay, criticals seven. have been less than five. average damage for a normal attack. Is there a way for me to, like, see that he's attacking her and, like, throw myself in front of her? No. You want to you wanna no, shield Elaine with not. your tiny body? Yeah. If I'm seeing it as it's happening, like, he does the first attack. Boom. If I abandon my other plans, can I just... Okay, yes, but there's a risk. And the risk is that you throw yourself in front of Elaine, but you don't time it right. He hits her anyway. You lose your attack, and you also either fall prone in Elaine's square, making it harder for her to fight, or you fall off the mountainside. There are huge risks involved in throwing yourself in front of an axe blade. Huge risks. And you lose your, you definitely use your, use your attack, right? Like if yeah. she throws herself, yeah, she'll she definitely her use her Can I throw myself on his feet? To you can... just unsteady him. I put myself in a bad fucking position, yeah. but I'm like... <gasps> so, yes, this is what we would call a grapple. He will get a free attack against you with a bonus to hit and damage, but if you grapple onto him, you will impose penalties on his attack rolls going forward. How will big out the penalties? Um, if she succeeds in, like, grabbing onto him, if she... So Elaine, not Elaine, Crumpet would make an attack roll against him to, like, grab onto him. You'd only need to hit AC 10, real easy to do. Um, he'd get a free attack on you. If you beat him in a strength check, you can actually pin his arms down and prevent him from fighting at all. It's if a strength you, check. If you don't beat him in a strength check, you can just, like glom onto him in a way that slows him and encumbers him a little bit and will give him a penalty of two to his attacks. But if you win in a strength check against a strong no, orc... Well, strength, strength isn't my strong suit, so that's that's what's fucky here. Yeah. Um, well, Crumb, what are you going to do? It's your turn. Are you attacking him or are you going to throw yourself on him? I'm, I think I'm going to throw myself in front of the blade. You're going to try and take Elaine, the attack that just hit Elaine? That's going to hit Elaine. Uh, oh, right, because we rolled it, and we rolled the damage, and then you wanted to throw yourself in front of it. I want to okay. throw myself in front. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, that in, one. in front of this one or the next one? Because he's still going to make another one. attack. Okay, I got yeah. it. So you're going to wait. You're not going to attack. And when he attacks next time, you're going to... Because it's happening so fast. I don't think love I would it. be no, able I, to, like... Perfect. Yeah. That's that's perfect. I love it, Crumb. All right. The next orc comes. Regular oral dork. Not a great fighter. Still dangerous. Still can do five points of damage. Especially if he rolls an 18. Whew. Natural oh, one. God. Complete and utter miss. Maybe swiping at the swirling patterns around his face. Elaine Pentelin. All right, two attacks this time. Yeah, one now, and then the orc gets his, and then you get your second. Okay. 
Oh, miss. You're off by one. All right. And then she's You know, Crumpet, you're going to throw missing. yourself in front of like Mokatrok's blow. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a dex check. Give it to me. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. As Give this uh, turn is coming to an end, Vordren will be shouting behind the spearman, You useless lot, get in there! <laughs> well, Crumpet, you roll a natural one. It's the literally oh, no. worst roll you could have ever have made. This is, I think, my best skill. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes, it yes. is. So not only do you not interpose yourself between the blade and Elaine's body, um, but I need you to make me a saving throw versus death. And if you fail, you are going to go here and tumble down the cliffside and take damage. Uh, it's uh, on your combat tab. Yeah. Versus death? Paralyzation, poison, and death. It doesn't mean you're going to die, but it, uh, death saves a, a, spells against death magic, technically. Uh, but it just sounds nicer when you say save versus death. Uh, okay, and where is it? It's on the combat tab of combat. your character sheet on the left side in a yellow box near the top. Oh, I see it. And do I just click the little Just the click little the, little, button? Yeah, the little pink button. Oh, there she goes. Ah! Tumbling <laughs> off the mountainside. Poor little crumb will take a whopping one point of damage as you slide down to the back of everything. And the, the spearmen will I'm shuffle sorry, forward. sorry, Elaine, I tried. It was very brave what you did, okay? It's a fine it was line very between brave. bravery and stupidity. Um, there goes Crumb. And Mock to Rock still gets his axe attack. It was nice knowing you, Elaine. It was fun. It's a 17 for six. Which is a miss. Oh! Just by one. It's just by one. It's a well, miss. Um, Elaine, get your second attack in as well. That's an eight. It's not gonna hit Mock to Rock either, but the orc does have the upper hand. We're gonna get those uh, 18 bow shots, 18 D 20, and we get one, two, Natural three. Natural 20, 19, 18. That's pretty good. We're gonna get three hits. Um, uh, Trump, Jeff, you wanna roll me one, two, three, four, five? You wanna, yeah, you wanna roll me a 3d5 to see which of these five people got hit by the, the plunging fire. Sure. Do the warriors have a plus to hit? The... Your spearmen or their orcs? Wait. Your spearmen roll at plus zero to hit. Their orcs are rolling at plus one to hit. What uh, are we rolling for right now, Neil? Right now, we're the arrows, the bows. Our bows or their bows? Your bows. They okay, because you got to be confused for a second. Do they have a plus to hit our bows? I'm checking their sheets. Uh, they have no pluses to hit. Nope, they're level zero warrior. Well, what's-her-face has a plus to Willow hit. Has, Willow, Willow yeah. has pluses to hit. If she was the first okay. one to go, then actually Willow would hit one more time. Roll me an extra D5 there. Trump, Vincent, Jeff, all the names. Yep. Two, three, all four, right. five. Two, three, uh, four, five. It's got shot there. All right, and would you roll me 4d6? Uh, each one will be applied to an individual orc. Yes. So Don't they that crit, is three. They have 14 AC, right? Um, yeah, but there are penalties for the plunging fire, which makes these not clear by five on the hits. Okay. They need a, an 18 to clear the AC, so they'd need a 24, 23 to hit. 
uh, to crit. So this one will take four damage. This one will take three damage. This one will take one damage. And that will break concentration on these guys. Excellent. Okay. That's the end of the round. Are they still... So does that mean it's the hypnotic pattern still lasts for two? Or is it still... Is the it entirely broken in that pattern, moment? Uh, the The people that were affected are no longer affected. The pattern will remain. And if there are any other orcs who might be affected by this that aren't being shown, like maybe they're on the top of this area and you can't see them, they would still be under the effect of the hypnotic pattern until it expires. Just these ones that were hypnotized are no longer hypnotized. Uh, so everyone, roll me your initiatives. Trump, you cast a new spell. What would what would mine be if I'm trying to climb up the ledge? It's a yeah, it's um D10 plus six because you got to climb a, a great distance. No new spell for me. Who knows how many orcs are in there? That's true. That's true. Pichachu. 13. No spell from Vincent. Just maintaining the hypnotic pattern. Elaine rolled a 10, but Mock to Rock rolls a 9. All right, I know I've said this three times already, but Elaine, it was nice playing with you. Goodbye. It's an, a 9 to hit. Wild miss. Elaine Pentolin's own sword handed down through the family, generation after generation. Are you going to make short work of this guy? Well, short work is already over. That would have been a turn ago. Yeah. Will you, will you make long work of this, medium work of this man? <laughs> we'll see. We're making long work of him. 20 will hit. Thank you. Yes. Um, but can you do damage? Five. Damage. It's not the worst I've seen. Crumpet. Shield punch. Oh, yep. Shield punch. 12 miss. is a miss. Crumpet. Give me that climb walls yes. check. Um, and the nature of these cliffs are a little bit easier than regular walls, so plus 10% on your check. How do I, like, put in a plus 10%? On your, uh, just roll it, and we'll do the math afterwards in our brains. I like that. Okay. Do it live. Ooh, you needed a 75 or lower. So you will begin to scramble up these cliffs here and find that the cliff sides are really crumbly. And every time you begin to make a little progress, like a rock comes out or the dirt crumbles and you just like and roll your way back down. This is a not a stable cliff side and it is not scalable in this panic. Can I try again next turn or is that like a... No, this you is can't a do it. yeah. The, the whole cliff thing is not going to work in this area. God, I have to go like around. You're gonna have to go around or find some other clever route. Uh, you know, if you had a lasso or a rope against the wall, you could do that. But I don't know mm-hmm. how you're gonna lasso an entire tree. Like that doesn't that doesn't yeah. work well. Okay. Okay. Wow. Next orc against Elaine. It's a 19 for five damage, bringing Elaine I'm exactly at zero to zero. Oh, I forgot to roll in this guy for initiative. Ten. He would have gone at the same time Elaine did, and he would have not hit Mock to Rock. Lovely. Okay. It's looking bad. The lead orc will take his axe against your regular dude with a, what is that, a 15 to hit? Not quite. Just glancing off of the shield. But... 
between the ambush and the leader going down, we're going to have the spearmen make a morale check. Roll a morale check. That yeah. was good. Um, I need to look up the modifiers here. Let's see. Most powerful ally killed is a minus four, but you have a spellcaster ally, so you get a plus I'm also two. Not killed. Well, you're you're out of combat. You're you're down. You have fallen. Same same for our purposes. Um, it's only at a penalty of two. Only at a penalty of two. So here we go. Let's take this guy at full HP. They needed to roll an 11 or less, and you have rolled a 10. Wait, this is, this is back. This is, yes, no, this is, you rolled an eight. Right, 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 right. You rolled a 10. I can't see, what is the, what is the result? Like, I can't okay, tell they need what to the roll result an 11 or less, and they get a 2d10, I can't, and I'm, I need to fix my tables because I never remember how they work. This is a, they have why a penalty is it eight of 10. minus ten. What's happening? So, you have a, a morale number, which for them is eleven, and no, 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 no. I don't this understand. Is... Rolling ten minus ten. Wow, yeah. does that what? The, the, this is a problem. Um, their base morale <laughs> I just don't is ten. What that is displayed. Okay. Their base, mor- their base morale is ten. They have a penalty. Of two, of which two, brings their morale which is the first down to roll. eight. I can see that, but I don't understand what the minus ten is. Minus ten There's base. There's no minus what ten. Mean? What are you talking about? My, well, the roll says morale eight equals right. ten plus negative two. Yes, I think they didn't make is a roll. They failed the morale <laughs> check. Yes, oh, they rolled an huge. eleven. They needed an eight or less, and so. The spearmen marching up the hill under their packs and weight when a lane gets cut down in front of them by an orc and none of the other orcs have died, their morale begins to break. Vincent, you are in the midst of the spearmen. You're between the spearmen and the route down the mountain. You are still concentrating on your hypnotic pattern as you hear the fear take over the soldiers. What are you going to do? All right. Well, Vordrin, who's my, who's next to me, since mm-hmm. we're both near the same area, mm-hmm. Vordrin will speak up for me and will yell at the spearmen, "You idiots! There's no room to retreat. Keep fighting." And I think it's really obvious to spearmen that retreating would just turn their backs onto the orcs, and there's no way down. Well, obviously, it's not a great idea, but fear is a powerful yeah. force, and yep. running. You know, especially if you're not the person in the very front, if you're like the fifth guy in line, you can fucking just get out of here. If you stay, you're going to die. But if you run now, you don't have to outrun the enemy. You just have to outrun the slowest friend. And there's a whole bunch of them behind you. I hear Um, you. Uh, Yeah, well, Forgen will say that. We'll castize the spearmen if they run. Uh, Hopefully the volley of arrows that flies up uh, will help the spearmen decide to stay in there. Well, Vordrin, I need you to make me a charisma check. Does he have the the gravitas? He does have the gravitas to potentially rally these people. And so we will just make them make a second morale check because they've got another leader behind them. 
Uh, and they roll the exact same thing, the exact same thing. And they don't listen to Vordran. He's not in charge. In fact, he's not only not the leader, he's not the subordinate. He's the leader's subordinate's henchman. This is not the person you listen to. <laughs> Um, I just want to. I just have one question. Is this actually rolling, or are you just rolling a ten every time? No, no, no. Um, the math on. I can roll it a bunch of times to show just you. Just press it. Press it one more time yeah, just yeah. to see. We just. Okay. We ended up Which getting the same roll. Which part is the roll? The the check. Oh, it's rolling up below. Yeah, you want to roll below or equal to oh, their I morale. See. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just can't. Like, I couldn't tell from the top. So the top tells you how much you're getting. The bottom is the the actual roll. Yes. Okay. Yes, I need to come up with a better information display on this one. But the rules, the dice are accurate. The dice have been accurate. That's okay. That's okay. I just like to understand it when I'm dying, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, Vincent, these spearmen aren't having it. They push past Vordren. They're going to push past you. The bowmen seeing the spearmen retreat the whole group begins to crumble. Crumb, you're at the back of the pack. You're trying to scramble up these walls when all of a sudden, I guess half the archers will, the archers will have gotten one valley, volley off this round with one, two hits in there, uh, 2d6. And we're gonna do 2d5. I'm just doing it quickly for effect. Minus four here and minus one here. Um, The archers and the spearmen are coming your way, Crumb. Is there, any, is there anything that you can do? They don't look uh, like they're listening to anyone. Um, can I yell at them? Uh, Vordran already far? made the morale check. So you can yell at them, but, but they're, they're not going to get another check this round. What if I... What? What if I, uh, did the... The, the thing where Elaine looks like she's talking. She says, fight. You're gonna make them run. Mm. Unfortunately, they can't see Elaine. She's up on the pass above them. And the party is um, breaking. I don't well, think... I'm, st- I'm still running up there to right. to try and... Excellent. So uh, can our, I, this guy, can this guy's I gonna get a Can I try and dip my daggers in poison? Right. No, we'll get cut down. no, not. That's fine. Um, all right. So the the spearmen will retreat. One of them provokes an opportunity attack and dies in the process, or at least you know gets doc- knocked down to minus one. Vordrin, Vincent, Crumpet, it's just you all. Vincent and Vordrin, they're not listening to you. They're pushing past you. They're breaking Vincent's concentration on the spell as they shove past him to get the hell off the mountain. What are you two gonna do? Uh, let's see. I'd say Willow is like the lead archer. Does mm-hmm. she look like she also is retreating? Yes, she's staying with the people. Oh, wow. Well, I'll give Willow a, her own check. It's only fair that Willow gets her own. She's she's slightly better. Nope, she also botches it. She's also gone. She's worse. <laughs> Holy cow. Yep, morale's a killer. What are you going to do, Vincent and Vordren? It sounds to me like Vordren has a clear path to the front now. Absolutely. 100% clear. Hmm. Wow. Tough choice. All right. Um... 
Vincent will encourage Vordren and say, We can't leave Elaine here. Get up there. And Vordren will oh. take up Elaine's position in front of Mokdra. All right. Well, Crumpet, Vordren, Vincent can all come to the front of the pass, standing right next to Elaine's body. Uh, Vordren will take a swing with his... Uh, well, new initiative round. Ah, yes. Let's do it. Sorry, I think I just deleted your initiative, Peach. You were at nine, eight. Eight. Mocked rock with the axe. The other orcs with the other axe. And I'll roll this one. Well, Vincent, you scramble past them, uh, past the spearmen and the bowmen as they run. You get to the front. You start off the round with a magic missile. Who are you targeting? Yes, I'll direct all of the missiles at Mokturok. All right, 2d4 plus 2. Minimum damage. Wow. <sighs> Crumpet, what are you doing? Um, is it possible for me to, let me draw what I'm thinking, to, like, kind of jump here and then try and, like, backstab? I'm thinking, like, climbing, not climbing, but, like, jumping on the, like, wall or whatever, and then trying to go down to, like, submerge, plunge my blades and, like... Of course, it's not going to do any more damage, but just for visual Well, effect. if you are behind him, you will get a plus two to attack him. Um, and then he will either have to leave his back turned to you or turn it to Vordren or be flanked by both of you, which is a bonus. So if you want to get behind him, you can. It'll be a dex check to do a just a quick up and scramble on the, the slope. And it'll be provoking attack of opportunity from Mokhtarok, which is dangerous. Oh, really? Even if, he, even if his back is... Well, his... You would just be at his side, and um, you're in a, a very unsteady situation running past him, so it would be provoking an attack, unfortunately. But you've got 30 did hit we, points. Who cares, right? Do we think that it's worth it at this point, party? Oh, this, this is on you. It's all up to you. It's all uh, up to you, I'm Crumpet. not good at ba- I'm not good at battle tactics. I know. Um, battle tactics is unconscious, so... <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. I mean, Fuck he you. might kill me, me, but we might already you, be dead. Yes, excellent. Make me that dex check. It'll be fine. You're gonna. You won't roll a one again. You can't roll a one again, right? Sorry, one sec. It's supposed to be my strongest score. Okay. It is. I try. Fucking brilliant. Ooh. It's in fact, you rolled a 33. That's so good. I'll give him a penalty of two to hit on this attack because you rolled so very well. Thank you. Um, which brings that down to a 13, which is actually a miss. Well done. Amazing. Now do I get to fucking stab him? Now you get to stab him in the back. Make both of your attacks at plus two to hit on each of them. Thank you. Yes. I needed that koi boo. That is a 12 and a 14. The 12 is a miss, but the 14 will slide home, cutting open his backside for four points of damage. Mokhtarok faces Vordren, Crumpet, and Vincent. But he is a brilliant warrior. He's seventh level. He knows that the real threat of this party 
is Vincent. So he's going to wade oh, no. over Elaine's body, provoking right, an thanks. opportunity attack from uh, from Crumpet. Crumpet, go but ahead and I make do me two, two stabbies because I'm ambidextrous. Yes. yes. Oh yes. Stabby, shabby, Ben. Another four points of damage. But he does wade over Elaine's body, and he gets to bring his axe down on Vincent with a 24 for 11 points of damage. It's one natural die roll shy of a critical hit. Vincent, you take 11. You go down to three HP. (laughs) He's just a hair away, a hair a fucking way, please. The next orc in the stack swings at Crumpet. It's a miss. Vordrin finally gets his turn. Help him! Fuck him up, Vordrin! He swings his uh, sword at him. Don't stab Vincent. Eleven's a miss. Uh, End of the round, Mokhtarok gets his second attack against Vincent. Oh my god. Good night, sweet prince. It's a... 11? 12? It's a 12. It's a miss! You have 13 oh, AC oh from, what is that, oh mage armor? Oh my goodness. The wizard Where's is your... protected. It's your high dex. It's your high Ag- dex. Against step... the battle axe. Big dodge. You just step out of the way. The axe hits the ground, sending pieces of the mountainside crumbling below. Everyone's had all their attacks. It's initiative time again. Throws. No, no death saving throws in second edition. Oh, how does that um, work then? If you're at zero I'm exactly, you're fine. You're just unconscious. If you go to oh. negatives, you just bleed one point every round until you hit negative 10 and then you die at negative 10. Can you like stop the bleeding somehow? Yeah, you can bind someone's wounds if you're out of combat with oh, an cool. action. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, all right, we have our initiatives. Vincent rolls a 10 with sleep. Vordrent goes first with an arming sword, and he's going to make his attack. Only one right. man to hit. Vordrent cries out a battle shout at Mokhtarok. You'll stop here. It's a 13. It's exactly his AC for wow, 10 big hit. points Crit. of damage. Oh my god. Stop here. falls to the ground. Crumpet. Do they have to do morale checks now that their leader has fallen? On their turn? Well, Uh, yeah. Well, listen, I'm happy to stab. Let's just do your turn first. I'd rather stab, yeah. Okay. Let's do your turn first. I'm going to short sword twice. Excellent. uh, Both fantastic hits. Look at those rolls. The first one hits the orc who only has one HP remaining, and he goes down immediately. Awesome. I take a step. (laughs) Step forward. And the second attack is also a hit against the next orc who only also has one HP remaining from all that plunging fire. And he also goes down. So it's not just just the leader. It's the leader and the front two orcs all at the same time. I just would like to point out that we have Krem who's like, you know, combat 
in the off offense that's not really my thing and now she's like straight up in the front line fighting fireballs at the same time <laughs> i got us into this position so crumb feels responsible oh very good and somehow i'm at full fucking hp which is mm. awful considering that two of my party oh, mates you lost that I you lost to... one from tumbling down the side <laughs> oh right i didn't subtract that off of my i did the... i did because oh, okay. i knew okay. you weren't going to vincent oh. with seven hit oh dice worth God. of sleep well wow, yes. what's the aoe of sleep it's 30 uh, 30 feet so i'm gonna target the back one uh just to maximize the number of orcs hit if there were more well there and... are more orcs oh. there are a bunch more orcs but they've all been waiting in the ambush spot the ambush spot that was carefully prepared which is right up here uh, and there's a fuck ton of oh. them up there oh um, jesus yeah that's great yeah the whole plan was for the party to come this way, uh, this way across this, and then they were going to come down the mountainside with a charge and a morale breaking, you know, pushing people off and hitting into whatever line you had with the with ambush and surprise and and um, downhill momentum and just wreck the party in one big push. But Crumb got in the way of their well planned ambush, unfortunately. Uh, so you hit seven people, and that'll include some of those up there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven are all going to go to sleep. And this oh, nice. most definitely requires a morale check from the orcs. They've lost their most powerful leader, but the enemy's most powerful leader is gone down. The orcs have lost, what are the other modifiers? 25% of their group, so they have a penalty of two. So their most powerful allies killed, minus four. They've lost 25% of their group. That's another minus two for minus six. Um, their enemy is... has a spellcaster. That's another minus two. So they have a minus eight on their morale check right now. Um, but they do have defensive terrain advantage, which is a plus one, so it's a minus seven. They have a minus seven on their morale check, which is you atrocious. Weigh, uh, you could weigh a bunch of them being asleep, being bad for morale too. That might yeah. be more than 25% down. Uh, you're right, that would bring it to 50% of the group down, which is another minus two, so that's a minus I agree. nine. I count as, as dead, then they count as down when I sleep. <laughs> I think that's fair. They have a minus nine to their morale checks, which is almost impossible. You would need they would need to roll a two on two d ten to succeed. So let's just roll it. That'd be two natural ones. Uh, no, they they rolled a, a twelve. It's not going to work out for them. <laughs> the remaining orcs break and run. The ally, the the human allies have broken and run, and all that is left are some sleeping orcs, a mock Tarok who is bleeding to death, and a Lane Pentelin who is stable. Physically, maybe not emotionally. We'll catch you guys on the other side of our break. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Drekus, Chapter 2, Episode 9. Now, this is not the situation anyone expected to find themselves. And I thought this would be a decisive battle <clears throat> one way or another, but it's not. 
that's not a decisive battle. It is a terrible battle where each side routes and in the middle, because you're on a mountain pass, there's not much room for a follow-up, you know, hacking and slaughter of the enemy as they run away. And so we're left with our three living main characters. Um, one unconscious but stable Elaine Pentelin, one bleeding to death orc leader, one bleeding to death uh, spearman, and a bunch of like either dying orcs or unconscious orcs that you can do with as you please. So party, what's the deal? Uh, Vincent uh, starts tending to Elaine immediately while Vordren cries over the mountain, Come back here, you cowards. They've all fled. Mm. Uh, Ford Vincent will kind of nod at Crump. Feel free to slit all of their throats. And Crumb will smile and be like, me. She'll go over and, yeah, she lived on a farm. She knows what it's like to, to slaughter animals. Well, yeah, and also she slaughtered people, so. <laughs> Mm -hmm. She knows what it's like to do both. Well, it's an easy thing. We're not going to worry about it. The only question is, Mokhtarok, the leader of the orcs, who was originally the leader of everything in this area until Geraldine Silverworth showed up, he is badly wounded. Mm -hmm. If you don't do anything to him, he will bleed to death. If you slit his throat, he'll die. But he's also in a spot where you could bind his wounds... And in a week or so, with the proper care of a doctor, which you have, he could recover. What do you want to do about Mokhtarok? Just do we finish him off? Do we bind his wounds and leave him on the mountainside with a note tucked in his vest? Do we bind his wounds and take him back home? What do you do with the orc leader who's dying in your arms? I said what I said to Crump. I would slit everyone else's throats and then I would go over to Mokhtarok and I'd probably bind his wounds first. I don't want him to die without giving us information. Mm. Um, yeah. Now you yeah. did say you're going to kill everyone else first. So by the time you get to him, he's at the verge of death. Oh, you bind his wounds. Sure. It's fine. He's still, he's still livable. Liv that's not a word. Um, he's I'm still... happy to bind his wounds first if that makes any difference. Yeah. I, I don't okay. really give, I just mean like I want to kill everyone and then deal Got with it. him but if Got he's it. like dying in front of me I'm like, oh, okay. no, no that's fine you can bind his wounds right now then uh, excellent he's at uh, I think negative 6 HP which is not great uh, but whatever who cares so the party has a stable enemy leader a bunch of dead enemies um, What are you Is there do? anything humiliating that you can do to orc corpses? Like, what in their culture do they consider, like, really humiliating? Running from battle. Marching under the yoke, which is a, it's an old, old tradition. We don't do it anymore. We haven't done it in a long time. But once upon a time... When our, one army defeated the other, and the other army, you know, surrendered, essentially... You would take all their weapons, you'd, you'd take their armor, you'd build just a little archway with like a, a little, you know, rounded thing on the top of it. Uh, and you'd make the whole army march under that little archway. Um, and this was 
deeply humiliating. The Roman armies that had to march under the yoke were often often would become like punishment legions who would go to the worst places and do the worst jobs and would just be looking for a, a good death to redeem their honor. That's what you would do to orcs. Um, but like, to what would you do them. to their bodies to humiliate them? The same things you would do to humans, you know, uh, disfigurement. One of the classic guess, things that people have done to yeah. humiliate people would be to cut off their genitals and stuff them in the mouth so that way when other people come back, that's what's there. That happened a lot in the Pacific Theater during the Second World War. Yeah, I guess what I want to do with the orc bodies that are there, I'd like to assemble them in a way that they're, like, praying to us. Mm. Uh, like, giving up, kind of, like, begging for mercy. I'm assuming that rigor mortis hasn't set in, so they're relatively malleable. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, and then I'd like to behead them properly mm -hmm. and then do the genital thing. Excellent. Okay. All right. All right. I Excellent. just want the people that come to find wow. them to, like, You're really sending see a message. a message. Right. Exactly. That's what I want to do. I want to send a message you that, like, business. maybe, maybe that's how they ended. They thought that they were, like, going to get a surrender and then we killed them and did unspeakable things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I wanna, I wanna go talk to uh, their leader. Ma the Mox Rock. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mox he's Rock. gonna need weeks of recovery. Oh, before, before he, he can even talk. Before he can even talk. Yeah. He's, you're gonna okay. need to literally like drag him back somewhere and then tend his wounds over time. Oh my Not God. weeks. You know, he'll need like a week of recovery. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that then. Um, well, are, are there any like sentimental body parts that I can like give to him? Like, yo, like here's a, the tongues of your of your army. Do you see them? We cut them out. Here are their eyeballs. Oh, is there yeah. anything I can take as a trophy? Like fucking teeth? I want yeah. like a necklace of. Oh yeah, baby. Just take that I hilt of your dagger fucking... and knock them all out. Boom, boom, boom! I'm gonna get a necklace made out of their teeth. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. I just imagine I just imagine Crumb going like this with the blood of her enemy. She's like, yeah. Just starts with all the stuff. Well, orcs are very violent, and I feel like this is the kind of shit that would really get to them. Like, I want them to be irrationally mad at us because irrationality and anger gives us the upper hand. I don't want them to be like, oh, we're going to plan a battle. No, I want them to be like, we strike tonight. Like, we like, we're going to do this crazy thing. I want them to be irrational. Excellent. Yes. Well, well, little sweet <laughs> halfling crumb sweet halfling. <laughs> is, is disfiguring and disemboweling and beheading and de defanging the orcs. Uh, Vincent, you, you can tend to you can tend to Elaine. She's going to be alright. Um, I think she will recover one HP in like 1d4 hours with your ministrations. I'm going to double check the specific rules here. Um, what are you... You've got time while she does these things to assess the situation and formulate a plan. What's your plan? 
How are you going to yeah, move these bodies, if at all? Focus, as I focus my efforts on uh, tending to Elaine, I can't help but notice Crumb's actions on these orcs. And I'm just thinking, wow, I thought she was just going to slip their throats. Uh, as I, <laughs> as I uh, you know, split my attention behind mostly caring for Elaine, but uh, looking mm -hmm. at the war crimes of the halfling as well. Well, if he looks up at me at any point and we make eye contact, I'll like pat one of the beheaded orcs that are like praying to us on the back and I'll be like, gotta send a message, Vincent. Elaine, right. good news. It's only two D6 turns. A turn is 10 minutes. Um, so it is 20 minutes to two hours before you regain consciousness at one HP. So give me a 2D6, Elaine. Seventy minutes until you are conscious again. Excellent. Okay. In the meantime, Vincent, you see these war crimes being committed. We would call them the war crimes in the modern era. In the olden days, it was just regular battle. That's just how things were, depending on the right. olden days. Um, what do you? What's the solution? What's the situation? What are you going to move yeah. both these bodies? All three of these bodies? Because you've got the. The wounded spearman, too, who I'm assuming you bandaged, but you oh, didn't yes. specifically say. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, well, I will comment to. I assume our army has decided to come back. No, no, they're no. running down the mountainside. Yeah, they have oh, no. Oh wow! There's they're running, and they don't know when the battle ends necessarily. Oh, Vordren called uh, out after you did. Yeah, but they were already running. Uh, they're they're broken and routed. You'll. You can probably I'll, I'll catch him at the bottom of the mountain if they don't uh, run all the way home. I sigh and I tell Vordren, go get him. And Vordren will go down and try to talk to any that are there. Uh, we, we need your help in carrying Elaine, uh, Elaine back home. Uh, don't worry, she's fine. Okay. Uh, we have 16 people who fled, one who died. Um, they are currently sitting at, uh, they need an eight or better on 2d10. So we're going to do 2d10, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And we're just going to double these results. So one, two, three, four. So eight people will sort of hang back as like everyone flees eight of these people will sort of like regroup sort of keep an eye on what's happening maybe do we keep running maybe we keep fighting um, and you'll be able to catch half of the people who fled and who can come back and help you out it'll take a little while he has to go down the mountain find them and then come back up the mountain with them so by the time they get back I think Elaine will be approaching one HP and semi-functional so I think when I guess they they uh, put her up against against the mountainside somewhere, you know, I'm not sure, but um, I think Elaine is dreaming, right? So she's 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 entirely unconscious. She's dreaming, and in her dream, she's running across the ice with Gregor close behind her, and she's back on that goddamn frozen island, and they're both running, and. Behind them is just this giant polar bear that is chasing them down this frozen river. 
Um, and she hears the ice crack and her heart sinks for a second and then she turns around and then she sees this, that Gregor has slipped through the ice and that the bear is still running behind her. Um, and in that situation, she turns around, she looks at the, the polar bear and then she just snaps back into reality and she just wakes up with a giant gasp and clutches her, clutches her shoulder um, with the giant gash in it that she took from that battle axe, which is the same shoulder she got bitten into by the polar bear back then. How good, I'll lay in your back. You see Vincent uh, above you. Bandage, look like taking a close look at your bandage there. I'm trying to get back to my fears. Okay, where are they? Did we get them? Is there, is there anybody else? Yeah, you see half of your army uh, who's still here. Um, I say, yes, we managed to defeat them. I point to Mokarok. Mokarok. Who's lying over there. Has been more hastily bandaged by the halfling. I'll I'll scramble up on my feet. I'll walk over to him. And I'll I'll like gently kick against him with my boot and I'll say, um, "Explain to me what happened exactly." You're kicking Markdrock. Gently, yes. I'm just checking if he's alive. <laughs> I look around. I look at all the disfigured corpses of the of the orcs. I look. I'm at probably crumb. still tending to them. What? I the crumb is still in the background. I just. I just imagine it takes noises. a long time to like <laughs> rip out all their teeth, cut off all their genitals. Mm-hmm. I look back at Vince and I say, "Is is crumb okay?" Uh, I'm just letting her do her thing. I comment. I don't think she's okay. <laughs> I'll walk over to to Crumb. You know, I'll I'll approach her, and I'll like gently put a hand on her shoulder, and I say, I um, Crumb, I think that's enough. I agree. This is just finishing touches. Want to send a message? Oh, that that I look around and I'll say it. I think the message is very, very clear. You did well. Thank you, thank you. And I'll have my little pouch of teeth and I'll shake it and say I'm making a necklace. Yeah, you should put that in your backpack. <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'll have a look around. I was thinking your... of making it for you if you want it to send a message when we do go after them. Okay, let's talk about that once I can stand properly, yeah? I'm glad to see that you're okay, Elaine. And the halfling will actually just, like, hug her legs. Oh, I like, I'll, I'll be standing there and I'll look at the halfling and I'll look down my side when she's head holding, like, that bag of teeth and I'll... I think Elaine will feel a slight pang of guilt in that second. You know, because war and the army do things to people, you know, to you as a person. And she sees, you know, what Kram has been going through here and what she did. Um, 
And I think it pulls on her heartstrings a little bit, so I'm going to gently ruffle Crumb's hair and I'll say, um, I think we need to go back. All right. I look, I'll look at the half. Uh, you, uh, you, you saved him, yeah? Just in case. He was near death, but still lots of juice to get out of him. It's such a waste to let him die with all that information. You think he's going to talk? He might. The last one that we got talked because they were so confident they'd win. Ego makes them stupid. But we'll see. I'll call him. If he does it, we'll just kill him. I'll chime in. I didn't uh, try to save him because I didn't think it would be helpful, but I didn't stop Crumb from doing it either. Uh, But now that you're alive, you get to choose what to do. I guess Crumb kept the option open for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you wanted to, yeah. If you wanted to take revenge, you could stab him right now. That's such quick revenge. And so merciful. Well, it's already unconscious. I'll pick up his his uh, axe from the ground. It's heavy. Yeah. Well, everything hurts, right? Like, the, the my blood is trying to squeeze through the bandages. My limbs are heavy. My my breath is very shallow. I look at the orc on the ground and I say, um, well, he bested me in combat. You know, you have to admit when that happens. And um, I can tell you what he would say if we were back at the prison. He would say, you should have killed me on the battlefield. This is a disgrace. You're weak for bringing me back. So since he bested me, I will grant him his wish. I'm going to take a swing and try to behead the orc. Yep, he's not moving very much. It's a heavy axe. You can easily take his head from his shoulders. And what now? You have eight I, people? I want them to go away so that I can start my work on him because he is the best resistance of this other scene now that we have another figure in this I just want to find a way to work him in here, okay? I'm doing my art. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, I'll say uh, we should probably get home. going because we don't know when these we, these orcs are going to come mm-hmm. back to check the scene. And I don't think we yeah. can advance any further like this. We need to gather around the rest of my people before they, you know, imagine a panic in the entire village, please, so. I nod and agree. I'll quickly check the gathered orcs to see if they had any belongings, especially Makhtarok. No, they're here only with weapons and armor. No rations. They, they have water skins, um, but nothing else. This, this means that either they are just completely out of supplies or they have a supply camp nearby somewhere. 
because you couldn't be out just out hanging out in the mountains for days on end without food or shelter or any of that stuff. Oh, on, on seeing that, I will now. Uh... I guess I'll raise up the idea to Elaine. You should certainly stay in the back, but if you could rally up the troops, there might be some camp we could strike nearby that probably doesn't have very important orcs, and then we could get all their food supplies. How many should be left? About at least five, right? Six? Uh, yeah, I think I caught six fling. And if we rally our troops, we'll have 19. Right now, you got three spearmen and five archers re-rallied around you. Um, Willa, unfortunately, was not one of the ones who rallied. Wow, okay. Sad. Yeah. Well, as I glance upon, we, we better regroup ourselves. Yeah, I think we regroup and then we push on push on as in retreat back to our town or well I don't know we have to find the others first and then we'll see if they went yeah. all the way back to town then you know I wonder if we can find them in between I, I take it they would be at where we last made camp or something but we'll see yeah it's hard to know when when people break like that if they're going to regroup somewhere nearby or if they're all just going to scatter to the winds they might I be live in the wilderness. yeah well we can head down the mountain, carrying your one injured person with you. Yeah, I'll um, tell um, Crumb I'll, I'll point towards Mokhtarok's head. That's a important trophy. You can take it. Is there a symbol of our empire that I can, since we don't have very much time, that I can just carve into his chest? Yeah. Um, I can't do the whole works, clearly. Right, right, right. Of course not. Uh, the flag of the Empire of Drekus is like a red phoenix um, over like a green banner. So you could That's do rough. like... Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot a tough to... one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we better leave that. Unfortunately, our banner is too hard to carve. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just do the... I'll take off his balls. I'll put him in his mouth. <laughs> so the least we can do. Got it. Oh. Wait, but you're taking the head, head with you, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'll just cut them off. I don't know. Put one in each hand. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. The party can head down the mountain. It's much faster going down than it is going up. And by day's end, you will be down the mountain and you will run into the rest of your people who have been rallied around Willa, who has managed to get them to hold on the top of a hill, like one of these little foothills that comes off the mountain that has a good view of the pass. So if anyone's coming out of the pass, they'll be able to see them and decide to engage or flee further. Um, and I think at day's end, right around day's end, you'll meet up with them on top of this hill near the mountains. Willa will um, breathe a sigh of relief as Elaine shows up. Uh, as I walk down, I will 
hold up my sword into the sky as a sign of victory. All right. Well, what are you going to do from here? I think we're pressing on. Tomorrow, you're going to head back up the mountain? We're heading back up the mountain. Oh, wait, and you're at How the store. We, yeah. <laughs> Vincent, did you Real say if, if I stayed in the bag, I would be fine? Well, I was assuming we would strike at their supply camp today, but giving them a chance to flee, their supplies will probably no longer be there. So I think we should flee all the way back ourselves and rest, recover. Not right. flee, but uh, tactically uh, set up, tactically recover. And we've taken out a good portion of their people. I mean, it's not like it's a replenishable resource, these orcs. We've taken out how many of them? 10, 12? Not even. Regardless, they had like 40, 50? Well, I'm sure if I would be standing in the back, I could at least give it a good shot and I try to like get my bow back from, you know, off my back and I just, you know, I just start trembling a little bit and I hold on to, I hold on to Vaudrant, you know, I look at him and I'll be like, Elaine, you nearly died. Maybe a night or two. Vaudrant will roughly tell you, for dropping breath, you should take some rest, though. <laughs> Did Vaudrin tell me good job being brave? Yeah. You're a good warrior, but warriors need to know when to rest. Well, if you say that, Vaudrin, then I believe your words. All right. Back to town. You'll get there. Later. Um, no HP gain for anyone in the party because it was a, a hard day's fight. Yeah. Let me just track our time on our lovely little calendar. Um, hmm. Maybe our boat is coming in soon. I wonder. Right on, That'd be nice. I always get a little anxious when the music stops. <laughs> I think our limiting factor would be your hit points, Elaine. So you get oh, to decide. Yeah. You get to decide when you feel good enough to actually head out. It was our limit and fact, limited fact, limiting factor. Jesus, last time as well. You know, we talked about stealing those. Elf potions from Fort Kachuma. Mm. Yeah, would have been nice. Well, you'll get back on the evening of the 8th of September. And on the 9th of September, you will rest. On the 10th of September, I've had this on my calendar for quite a while. On the 10th of September, someone will come running to are you resting in the fort or are you resting in lord campbell's house where where is your residence is it the comfy um luxurious estate with the servants and the feather beds and the nice walls and the lovely meals or is it the bare bones military fort that is the outpost where all of your soldiers live where do you 
Where do you live, Elaine? Do you sleep with the with the the men, or do you do you go to the the nice place? I think after so many people broke and ran away, I'm going to make it a point to be in the fort. All right. Well, then you'll be getting. I will stare them down every single time they come in to bring me food. You know. I'll tell them to get me another pillow and I will stare them down every single one to tell them I'm still alive and I know you ran and if I ever meet your father, he will know too, you know? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I need to make it a point. So, is is Lord Campbell visiting though? That's my question. Or does he stay painting on the, you know? No, he'll visit house. on the 9th on your day of rest because you get back late on the 8th. Um, and then somewhere in the later afternoon on the 9th, Lord Campbell will come and um, everyone else in the party will hear that like he's knocking at the front gates. One of the guards asks him, what's he doing? He's like, I'm here to pay my <laughs> respects. He's uh, like, what? I have no idea either. <laughs> yeah. I never have a plan. I mean, he's the governor of the area. He's the lord, so they they let him on in and they send him back towards you. If any of the other party members would like to intercept him or say anything before he arrives at Elaine's office. Who who does? Uh, Lord Campbell. Oh, no. Yeah. So sure, you'll hear a knock on your door and the door will, like, push open because it's propped partially open already. Um, And stepping in is going to be Lord Campbell lovely chap that he is and he, you know what when you visit someone in the hospital you bring a gift and what does he have in his hands but a bouquet of flowers and a couple of little uh, sweet cakes on a, a small tray and he'll come on over and, and set him down beside your bed go wow I heard that uh, you had a terrible fight and you almost died uh, are you here to mock me about it he holds his flowers up. No, I'm here to check in okay. on you. I'll take the I'll take the flowers. I'll look at them. What kind of flowers are they, Neil? Let's see your bouquet skills, eh? You're not gonna get my bouquet skills. You're going to get. You're going to get the local flora. All right. You'll just have fauna in here? Come on. Ah, here we go. Oh, you get California poppies. En masse. They are lovely little orange flowers. They're not very big, but they're brilliant in color. Um, And they're pretty sweet. And you're also going to get, what is A lilac. Lilac bushes are nice. They smell wonderful. And so you've got like a big couple of chunks of lilac then surrounded and punctuated with little orange poppies. It might not be the most beautiful arrangement, but it will make your room smell a lot less like death and dying and a lot more like, you know, the lovely outdoors. I look at the flowers awkwardly. I don't think I remember the last time I got actual flowers. I'll be like, um, I think there's a mug over there if you can fetch some water. <laughs> it's really hard to get up like this. 
he'll go and, you know, find something, shove him in there, add some water. He'll do his best. It's really hard to, you know, to put flowers in a vase, yeah. That's well, to put cool. flowers in a vase and not have the vase tip over and look nice when you're just using a mug, like, you know, it takes effort. Uh, flower arranging is a noble skill, you know, so. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll say they did not no, come back. Yeah, he arranges it and comes and sits down in a chair next to your bed. Well, how you doing? Well, I looked down at myself at all the bandages and I said, um, I fought a giant orc on the mountain. He had mm-hmm. a huge two-handed axe and he cut me down like a spring tree. Mm. Oof, sounds terrible. I did some damage to him, but it was close. It was very, very close. Um, But I had Vincent with me, and I had Crumb, and they pulled it off, and they brought me back. Nice. Nice, that's great to hear. Um, Well, I suppose you could use all the rest that you could. Um, and you don't need me poking my head in here when you're trying to knit your flesh back together so it doesn't fall all over the floor. So, um, yeah, if there's anything I can do for you in your hour of need, uh, don't hesitate to send a runner. Did no no come back to the residence? No. I haven't seen the little bugger. Hmm. I see. Well, have you read anything interesting lately? (sighs) He looks around for something in your office. Um, I don't know what supplies you brought. Maybe a book. Maybe there is a book that Elaine reads, or maybe it's a diary of Elaine's. But he'll find the closest writing. Maybe it's just like a military report. Maybe it's the list of supplies that you stole from the orc. Whatever this is, he will grab it, and he will say, Ahem. Throw out the Agas. Friendly Fire has been a significant threat on the battlefield. In the player's option system, <laughs> and he'll just start reading whatever is nearby to you, as you know, a, a mother would read a book to a sick child on. I think on their I bed. think Elaine is stifling a chuckle. You know, because it hurts her ribs if she does that. But on the other hand, it gives her a slight, a slight feeling of joy when she realizes that Lord Campbell has actually practiced some reading, at least. You know, so uh, it, yeah, you know. So she's she's just uh, she has nothing to do all day, and she's been looking angrily at people. So she'll have him read for a little bit. That's fine. We're just going to skip the rest of that day then, because that's the evening on Thursday. I think you'll probably fall asleep to him reading, and by the time you wake up, uh, he's gone, and it's just the flowers and the two sweet cakes that he brought. Excellent. I'll I'll, uh, call for Crumb. Now, second Crumb gets the word that Elaine needs her. I'll come in, and I'll close the door behind me, and I'll put her to her bed. Yes, Elaine? I'll 
I'll pick up the plate and I'll hand it over to her and I'll say, oh, you, you take those with you, please. The plate? The sweet cakes. You don't want the sweet cakes? No. No, thanks. And if you can put these flowers over there on the desk in front, like, just in front of the queen's portrait, could you put them there? Yeah, I do. Thanks. And then I'll walk out with the sweet cakes and I will immediately be like... Well, party. It's the very next day. Early in the morning, someone will come running to the fort. Hmm. Out at sea, sails have been sighted, and the flag of the Empire of Drekus flies above them. The boat is here. It'll take a few hours to arrive properly, and then for people to disembark and get, you know, to the fort itself. But your reconnaissance ship, your messenger ship, whatever it is, is back. It's here. When it left... Finally! You would you would send a message. What was the message you had sent aboard the vessel? Did you write it down? That I would did. have been smart. Did write it down. Lord Marshal, I write to you with urgent news. Upon our arrival, we found out that the outposts have been taken over by a group of orcs. We drove them out of the nearby fort in town, but it seems they are part of a greater force. The army of Urasi, hailing from Solemn, is currently exploring the island looking for resources. They are a great force. We expect about 50 orcs, a wizard named Geridil and Silverworth, and potentially a cleric in that old fortress that seems to have sprung forth as part of the magical resurgence of this island. This group has no interest in conquest from the information we have gathered. They are merely opposed. Opportunists? I can't even, like, pronounce my own words. Considering their force, we will try for a diplomatic approach because we currently do not have the numbers and people for any other solution. For both diplomatic pressure as well as preparation in case of aggression, I urgently need to request some more soldiers. We are currently outnumbered by at least 40 people and still recovering from today's fight. The people of Santa Barbara are relieved to be part of the Empire once more. We cannot fail them. Sincerely, Kel Elaine Pentelin. Mm-hmm. That's a really good letter. That was legit. Still holds mm-hmm. up. It holds. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Lord Marshall, when he receives us, he's the. If you don't remember, dear viewers, he is the the person who's sort of in charge of organizing this thing, not executing it, but organizing it. Um, He'll receive this message and, you know, of course he wants to help, but the empire is being pulled in a lot of directions. There are personnel shortages. There's resource shortages. There's a lot of rebuilding of Drekus and of their conquered territories. So cash is strapped. There's also food shortages going on. Things, this is not a great time. Um, but he's going to do his best to help you out. So I'm going to need Elaine. I'm going to need Elaine to give me a charisma check. I'm going to give you 
advantage on the rolls because you've done very well with your conversations with him in the past and i think you have developed a good relation i think before you left he gave you um a gift right or after you Uh came back from your last mission he gave you a personal gift yeah so elaine is a a favored vassal of lord marshall vassal is not the right word but ignore that um so go ahead and roll me two charisma checks we'll take the higher of the two and we'll see what you get oh 22 just to pass thank god you had advantage this is a great opportunity for us to take our last break when we come back we're gonna do a short last session segment and uh, then we'll go. So we'll see you on. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. The ship has arrived. A runner comes delivering to you message, a, a message. Mm, where is our hopeful track? Ah, yes, here it is. Um message from Lord Marshall and it says to Elaine or whoever remains commanding outpost Santa Barbara Jesus I have some trust oh wow we do not have the Drakissian soldiers to spare I do not trust our Eridonian recruits and I know how you feel about mercenaries. Therefore, I have enclosed the following with the ship, in addition to miscellaneous supplies. I hope that our ally Vordren, no, wait, Vincent, is alive and well, because without him, these will be useless. Enclosed is one scroll of fireball, One scroll of web and a letter that you may deliver to the orcs. It is written in the orcish tongue. I have provided a translation below. There will be no additional manpower coming for at least six months. Do your best. That's great, ma'am. The letter... Uh, there's a, you know, an attached orcish letter and then a, a translation in the common tongue and it says <clears throat> fellow orcs you have fought well and bravely you have done your people your kind and your kingdom a great honor and a great service however you are cut off there is no hope of resupply there is no hope of escape if you wish to die in glorious battle now is the time to take action. If you wish to live and serve your people and fight to kill again, there is a ship waiting for you that will take you to wherever you need to go. P.S. You should just put them on the boat and take them wherever they want to go. Or sink the boat after they're on it. I don't care. Hmm. That's the wildest Viking I've ever heard of. Okay. Who signed that orcish letter? Um, 
this the writing on the letter looks the same as the handwriting of um, Lord Marshall, um, and it has his seal on it. So it's probably his signature, but it's not. I'll in the hold same it script. up against the against the like the light of a candle to look through it. I'll say, wow, I guess he's fluent in Orcish, right? Eh? Yeah, you wouldn't expect Lord Marshall to be fluent in Orcish. Maybe he had someone else, like, write it out, and then he hand-copied someone else's writing. Or maybe he actually speaks and reads Orcish, which would be highly unusual for a man who was originally a merchant. Well, to be fair, Lord Campbell also speaks a little bit of orcish and he used to be a merchant maybe this is just a pattern of people trying to make it you know make mm. yourself useful by being good with the orcs and therefore like sliding away mm. into opportunities mm-hmm. okay so kids learn some orcish if you want to rise in your kingdom you know that's mm-hmm. true okay um i guess i'll hand over the the scrolls to to uh vincent um I'm not sure what to do with this letter, though. I mean, if we had Luknog around, we could have him hand it over, but so we can walk up to them now, can we? There's always, Ron you know, marching Sorry. someone under a white flag to say I'm a messenger. That's a thing. You can usually send a messenger under a white flag unless someone's really devious and evil. You gotta be real evil to shoot a messenger before they even arrive. Why are you pissed, Crumb? Because these, our country, our land, our empire sent us here mm-hmm. to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. This territory is under orc uh, control, mm-hmm. orc occupation. Mm-hmm. And we let them know, hey, we're here. We're fighting the good fight, but we need help. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, now that they've learned that they're under occupation, Sorry, we don't have one man to spare. Mm. But Do you I not care about our empire? Do you not care about regaining our land? I unfurled the scroll and I said, this, this scroll may be more valuable than any number of people they could have sent, though. Any number of men. And as I look at this scroll, I wonder how it works here. Do I simply... Is it an automatic success, or do I have to make some sort of check to you cast You are spell? a wizard. You need to ma- Ooh, it is a higher level spell than you know how to cast, so there is a check involved. Let me grab the DMG. There is, because you're fourth level, is it, Vincent? Yeah. Okay. So far. <laughs> Um, scrolls, scrolls, scrolls. No, potions, potion. Who can use scrolls? La 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 la. Okay, the level difference between you and the person who wrote it. Um. is the important thing here. Magical failure. If a spell user acquires a scroll inscribed with a spell of a level too high for him to cast, he can still try to use the spell. The chance of failure or other bad effect is 5% per level difference between the character's present level and the level at which the spell could be used. For example, a first level mage finds a scroll with a wish spell inscribed upon it. 
since wish <laughs> needs to be you need to be 18th level to cast wish there's a difference of 17 so you have an 85 percent chance of failure fireball you need to be fifth level to cast so you only have a five percent chance of failure with fireball web is a second level spell 100 percent chance of it working there's also when it fails it can just be a, a flop and it doesn't work or it can be spoken so poorly that it has a reverse or harmful effect because the oh, level difference so is 5%, low nothing to worry about okay very good okay you just want to blow us all up in a giant fireball it's five percent of five percent to blow yourself up it's pretty low definitely won't be coming up later we want you know go on with the bang why not <laughs> hey our time just wasn't it wasn't our <laughs> it wasn't meant to be if we get five percent five percent that's true yeah that's true that's god yeah. telling us to just give it up yes um, is um captain yishun on the boat yep is he commandeering okay. commanding yes yes sorry commanding can i uh, can i meet him uh, it'll take a little while longer. You know, this is just the first messenger, but he'll eventually arrive. I'll ask him for news from the homeland. Like, how's the situation in Drakis? What's going on? And how did I react? I, I'm not sure if he personally delivered the message, but, you know. Is is there any news about Varasi? Anything going on? Like, did they react at all? us fighting that army because it doesn't say anything about oh you really shouldn't be fighting the army of death we're trying to avoid an international conflict they were just like yeah if you want to murder the orcs you know you could also put them on a boat but we don't care so yeah they didn't say um, anything about the army of death no well uh i don't think your message either said oh you said the Varasi of army did, yes. army of Rossi hailing from salt yeah um so yeah. lord and Marshall the leader didn't... name as well yep, it's lord... all in there Lord Marshall said nothing about any of that whatsoever. It was completely left out. Um, and Yishun, is that the guy's name? The the sailor's name? I think so. Yishun, I think. Yeah. Well, Yishun is, uh, will tell you that when it was relayed that there's, you know, orcs from Solemn, army of Varasi, that there was mild surprise, but not like shock and awe. Um, that it appears that this configuration is a known entity at least um, and that there was surprise that they were this far forward that they were you know in and around Arcadia at this point um, but no one really seemed all that you know oh. clearly with the fucking backup that they sent three scrolls two two scrolls yeah what? They don't have all the supplies in the world. Clearly, they don't give a fuck. It's also, yeah, yeah they, just they don't, don't give enough of a fuck. They well, just... they think that this is a low priority. They don't see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they saw, if they understood, mm. they'd come. Yeah. Elaine will, she will rub her finger over the part of the letter where it says, or oh, whoever is currently leading the outpost. You know, it says, I hope Vincent is doing fine. Nothing and about like, her. Like, she knows, she knows this, this is the priority, right? Like the wizard needs to survive. They are irreplaceable. The leader can be, you know, good luck to them. But if they die, then it goes on to the next person. And it's just those moments where you realize 
what the you know, order of importance is in an army. Yeah. Well, Elaine, Crumpet, Vincent, you didn't get any reinforcements, but you did get a scroll of fireball and a scroll of web. Now, fireball has a 20-foot radius, 40-foot diameter blast that if it's cast at its lowest level, if you're just a fifth level wizard casting fireball, it does 5d6 damage. But you need to be a ninth level wizard to even make scrolls. And so this fireball scroll should do at least 9d6 damage, um, which averages nine times 3.5, averages to about 31 and a half damage. It's a little better than just their thoughts and prayers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, of course, they can make a saving throw to take half damage. So it's pretty solid. Web covers, is it a 20-foot cube? A 40-foot cube? I'm looking for it. I can't remember. But it covers like a cubic area. Um, oh, it's eight 10 by 10 by 10 cubes. So you can kind of arrange it however you want. It lasts for... 20 minutes per level, so at least 180 minutes, because it has to also be written by a ninth level caster. Um, and anyone who fails a saving throw versus spell is just stuck and unable to move. It needs to sort of be braced between things. If you just cast it into an open field of people, it'll just collapse down on top of them, and then whoever's in the range when it's cast will be affected, but no one else moving through the area will be. Uh, and the, failing a saving throw means that they are stuck. If they have decent strength, like between 13 and 17, they can move one foot per round. And if they have more than 17 strength, they can go through two feet around. And if they're like a dragon or something, they can just ignore it. So that's a pretty good immobilization. Did you say if you're not in the area, you're unaffected if you go in afterwards? Or um, what, what it's like that? if you cast web in a forest and it has like things to cling to, then it'll just be a big webbed area for a long time. But if you're like an open field and you cast web at some people who are running at you, the webs will spring into existence, but they don't have anything to cling to, so they'll just fall to the ground oh, and then right. other people yes. won't be affected. But you can't, like, you will always have difficulty moving through the web, whether it's attached to you or not. Unless you're in an open field. So, yeah, I guess. No, I'm just wondering if you can use it to climb a fortress, but I don't think you can. No, because if you touch the webs, you're stuck to the webs. They will you're not stuck. That's, you. That is why, exactly. But you could use a fireball to op- to blow up a giant wooden gate. Yeah. If you had to. Yeah. Or you could throw it on a mountain pass full of orcs. Or when they come charging in a line at your fortress, you could hit them there. There's so many options. Um, now we're going to go in about 10 minutes. So do we have any thoughts or is this just a, we'll figure it out later. We got time to think. I think it's a, Elaine gets to decide how long she wants to rest before we go for attack number two. Yeah. Elaine's the most important asset that we have here. That's sweet of you to say. Um, So let me think. If they... We don't know about their ship situation. We don't know if that restock ship is the only one or if there was an actual resupply ship coming in. So we cannot take it into consideration. I think I would love to have at least 30 more HP. That would be nice for the final battle. So I'm going to say 10 days. Okay. And is... Until now, has the goblin come back? 
Nook Nook? Is he still missing? Yes. No, he's not back yet. Suspicious. All right. Okay. Or sad. He could uh, just be dead. Sure. That's also suspicious. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think uh, about 10 days of rest. We're going to take 10 days of rest and then we're going to figure it out from there? Yes. Okay. Well, party, we're going to have to end our session a little bit early today, but this is also mm. a great spot. We had a, a bunch of action. It would be awful to end in the middle of starting a new thing. Great ending spot. Um, last couple of questions since we do have a little bit of time left. Vincent, you are here to look out for the people. You know, war is hell. Bad things happen. Someone needs to keep the aftermath and the like civil management and and the the well-being of the the we folk who you're here ostensibly to protect in mind. And that's been your sort of intention or at least their intention in sending you. Um and that's gone pretty well. But what about this halfling who just like, you know, war crimes her way through a bunch of dying orcs? Um, is she a threat to the safety and security of this area? Is she is she a danger? I, I do internally think the halfling might be a little deranged. Uh, however, uh, I I can certainly understand the psychological warfare that she's playing, mm -hmm. and I think that it's more that. Okay. This is not a she's not a danger to the party no but she is definitely a danger to the orcs yeah that's that's definitely for certain yeah um crum yes the frontal attack didn't go that great you tried to set an ambush but you got ambushed and you failed all of your ambushing checks essentially yeah awful uh, yeah didn't go great um what would you do differently? Could you Pass do my checks? Mm. I would love to have passed my checks. Um, <clears throat> what would I do differently? I think if I could redo the combat, I actually would have taken a round to coat my weapons in poison. So that's mm. something that I would have done differently. Um, I think that scouting ahead, even though literally every fucking thing that could have gone wrong went wrong, um, I think it was still a smart idea. Mm -hmm. Because we would have been so infinitely more fucked if we failed all the checks and we were together as a party. Mm -hmm. Their ambush would have gone off as they wanted, so I'm glad that it went off that way. Um, might have not taken the no I would have still I would have still taken the risk to dive in front of the blade because I should have like passed that check I really should have it's a dex check it's my highest check and if you don't you don't take any risks you don't get any rewards if I didn't take the risk of doing the hop around Mokhtarok I wouldn't have been able to like flank him I wouldn't have been able to kill the other two orcs sometimes you just fucking fail your rules um, yeah yeah you just roll better is what you would do. 
I would have... Uh, probably the thing that I regretted most was not going with the wasting around to get poison on my dagger. Mm. I think that going a little bit more strategic there, like waiting mm -hmm. for the reward would have been better, because I could have, with one dose, gotten Mock Truck down in, like, five or six rounds, mm. which... We did play. I was like, oh, are we even going to play through this amount of rounds? But we did. Right? Yeah. So, that's the trick with poison is that it takes a while to take effect. And that's not. Not if we're out of combat. You know, out of combat, it's who the fuck cares. Mm -hmm. But in combat, but it would have made a difference. So mm. that's that's the big thing I would have done differently. All right. Elaine, your assault on the orcs. Not so great. Not terrible. Not great. What would you have done differently? Mm, if anything. I think I would have been mindful of uh, the archers in the back, uh, yelling at them to scramble up and take shots. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. We didn't get to go into that situation. I think in that moment when she saw Crumb, like when she heard that whistle, she already like took off her backpack and sometimes her low wisdom kicks in, you know, and it's a situation mm. where you have to make a snap decision and a wise leader would have said, you guys have to, you know, climb up there and do that. And all she yelled was attack, which clearly is not enough in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think her heart was in the right place when she did that. So looking backwards, if she could change something, she would definitely have given clearer orders um, in that moment. I doubt she would have backed off. Um, mm -hmm. It's always a difficult situation because as a leader, obviously morale morale falls if you go down. But on the other hand, I always feel like if you don't lead your people and you always just stand in the back, then in general their morale is going to be lower. You know, not from mm -hmm. a mechanical point of view, but I feel like a leader leads by example. And if you're like Elaine, then you have with a with a shield, then you have to be in front, and people will not respect you if you're sitting in the back always hiding. Mm -hmm. um, and she has a personal uh, feud, obviously, with Makhtarak, so there wasn't a way she would have backed backed down, which is difficult for me personally because I don't want to see her dead. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, I think it's... Um, yeah, I don't think she would have done much differently except for issuing different orders, and she knows that ambush can end very ugly, so mm -hmm. at least we didn't walk into their ambush fully. Um, could have gone a lot worse mm -hmm. and we knew that there was a chance they would ambush us there as well so um it's all right and uh, in the end we succeeded we got two magic scrolls of it which is i have no idea where they got that from like you know wizards are very scarce these days so that is very impressive yeah is this and, the sort um, of reinforcements you were hoping for I think at some point you just take whatever you can get, right? Is it enough? So, can you do it with these tools? I believe we can do this. Yes, I think so. Said I think we have the tools. I've seen, I've seen that um, my people like can pull it off, even if I go down. You know, Vincent mm -hmm. went into the leader role. Um, and commanded people to do things, and uh, Crum went into full halfling warrior <laughs> warrior mm. mode and pulled it off. So I've uh, I've gained um, even more trust into my people. So I think if if anybody can pull it off, 
it's going to be this group of people. Yeah. yeah, plus the battle actually went well for us. We killed 15-ish orcs, including their mm. right-hand captain, and we didn't lose anyone ourselves. Yes. Yes. But if Geraldine Silverworth comes out of the mountains right now with all of the remaining orcs and hits you right now... And we'll at okay. least throw a fireball at her. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the least we can do, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Plus, you know, I feel like as a leader, if you have a halfling in your party and they step in front of you to try and take oh. a blow oh. from an orc wielding a giant axe, you know, even if they scramble and even if they roll down the mountain, I mean, if that doesn't make you a braver person, and I don't know what does, right? Ugh, oh, that was a, a brave moment. That was very brave. It was uh, super brave. I'm very glad you rolled down the hill. I would have felt so bad if that had hit you. So, But at least you would have maybe stayed up. I had some HP that could be a little bit tamed through, regardless of my maybe, uh, I don't know, not pathetic, but very small, like, come get me. You, you, did, did, you did very well. You did you very did well. So great. Crumb tried, crumb tried. All right. Well, that's going to be it for today's Rise of Drekus, Chapter 2. In theory, we should be back next week. So we'll see you then. Goodbye, everyone.